This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Never know what you got while you actually doing yeah, it. Man. But then afterwards, you go back like, hey, that was that was like. I was fired. That was So fire. we had um. The Snowfall episode, the one I didn't like with Wanda and uh, Melody riding around, yeah. that was fire. And I hated that ep, but Nigga. it was a fire episode. Bro. I'm used to it. Like, we yeah. have a, we'll have a Shop Talk episode. Like, I ain't really like that. Yeah. Like, two weeks ago, I th- we winged it when our guest uh, didn't show up. And we literally winged that shit. And they was like, no, nigga, we love this shit. Like, mm-hmm. hey, all right. Make it happen. And it's funny because uh, with that power episode, when I put the thread up, I ain't really participate too much. Cause it be certain bars I can't give y'all. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Like, yeah. damn, I want to say something, but and that's so I literally like it was even uh one of my homegirls hit me and was like, yo, when you posting the thread, and I was like, I'm gonna put it up in the morning and I tag you. But the reason I hadn't put it up because I was like, I need to figure out what I even want to say yeah. in this shit because I don't want to hold back. Then don't yeah. look like I'm stealing y'all bars. Yeah, yeah, like, like I don't never. Cause y'all niggas really ain't as witty as me. Like I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like me and me and Jay come in here and we start bouncing off one another, nigga. This is Jordan and Pippen, nigga. Yeah, you, know you know what I'm saying? saying? Y'all niggas is robbing. Like y'all really just rebounding off what we already do, bro. But uh, yo, man, y'all already know what it is. Your boys is back, nigga. Your dudes is back. Maybach Coop is back, yeah. nigga. This could be the most anticipated episode. Hey, this might be, dog. Like, like, this literally might be the most anticipated episode of the hey, of the run. Give them that crack. Crack that can on these oh, man. Y'all know what time man. it is. <sighs> that shit like Wayne lighter, nigga. <laughs> Hold up, man. Let me get uh I don't think they're ready for this this intro, yo. Get back in my bag real quick. Do 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 do. I got this shit. I thought I had it queued up, pardon me. Here we go. Yeah, deluxe edition. We about to put y'all. Right where you need to be. Soundtrack was cold this episode. Yeah, this whole episode was fire. Fire. Um Detroit mixed. Yo. Styles got a whole song off this shit, nigga. I, I can give him some bars. I mean, we dropped that freestyle the other day and niggas was, you know, Marvin on that shit. Name. Oh. <laughs> I made me wanna holler the way they do 
Yo, y'all boys is back. The Maybach Coop is back, man. What up, though? Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 63. We flying through these bitches now. Man. Uh, welcome back. I am your host, Ann Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Mr. Three Pods a Week. That shit doing my throat dirty as fuck, <laughs> nigga. Pause. Uh, I got my dog with me, though. Jay, what up? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. You gonna give him quarters? You gonna let his people be? <laughs> <laughs> So but you looking for another portal. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck I do. <laughs> you don't mean that shit. The, the fuck, fuck I, I don't. don't. <laughs> and this week, y'all already know what it is, man. We right back. Episode 63. Um three? 63, uh, yeah. Because yeah, the other day was 62. Nigga, we we in here so much, I don't even know where we at no more. But episode 63, we review. The season three finale of Snowfall, highly anticipated. Nigga um, told me they were. They said, I, "Look, I'm tired of listening to you every day." Yo, <laughs> between shop talk, between this, we was like, <laughs> yeah, "Look, yeah. I didn't hurt. I'm listen to hey, you five man. days in a row." Hey, we'll keep fucking listening, man, because we you ain't may, going nowhere. You may hear me on your radio station five days a week. You we never really know nowhere. what's going Y'all on. I don't know what's happening with me and Jay behind the scenes, man. We setting some shit up. Y'all niggas might have to hear us for the rest of your fucking life. I'll turn into Mason in the morning on you niggas. I will rust par you niggas. Um, yeah, dog. Highly anticipated finale of Snowfall. Folks been waiting on this. We've been waiting on it. Um, people been in our our mentions. People been in the DMs. They've been like, "Yo, how y'all feel? What y'all thought? What did that episode mean?" I had niggas texting me like, "Hey, fam." Yo, don't text me after uh, double digit hours neither. This ain't because when I'm with my lady, I don't like my phone already on D and D at ten yeah. o'clock. But when I tap my phone to like open up an app, and then it's text from people there, nigga. She don't know if y'all women or not. Even if I got nicknames, she like, who is J Crew? I'm like, hey, uh, all right, nigga. So don't hit me after double digit hours. You know, nigga. I didn't watch this shit in real time. Okay, because uh, I was um. I was in I was in here in the studio. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had sessions, yeah. I had some video shit I had to do. So. Yeah, because you hit me later than normal with yeah. your when you said you was done. So that's uh, I see that. I didn't watch I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch until it was the episode was damn near over. It was like almost eleven o'clock before I, I watched it. Got you. I watched it uh, uh, in here on my phone. Yeah. Then I watched a good forty five minutes of it here. Then I watched it while I was driving home. Okay. Uh <laughs> safe. Safe. Yeah. No, my nigga stay safe. Um then I got in the crib. Yeah. Watch that shit again on TV yeah. on the big screen. Woke up in the morning. Let me ask you a question at the crib. Who do you have cable with? I have Direct TV now. Oh, I'm sorry, AT and T now. So it's a streaming okay. service. Okay, so I not- respect that. I wasn't gonna respect if you had Direct TV, and let me tell you why. That's Direct TV tried to ruin this for me. We was at my homegirl crib. We had a little uh, little taco night situation or whatever. At her crib. And she sent a text warning niggas at like 5 o'clock. Like, yo, come over whenever. I'm going to be home at 6, 7 o'clock. But I'm telling y'all now, y'all know I got direct TV. It's raining. It might disrupt the show. So I pulled up about 7.30, Um, A couple of the homies pulled up about 8, 8.30. And uh, her TV had kind of blanked out because it was raining but we was like it's 8 30 we don't care right now nigga long shit come back on at 10 we good 9 45 tv pop back in life is good bro from 10 to 11 01 
I didn't know what I was missing. So mm. when I sent that text that said I get this episode by the eight, I didn't realize how much I had missed ah. in the app because we were watching it, but it was skipping scenes because yeah. it was pausing. And when it unpaused, it was live. It was ten minutes yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, fam, I had no idea. So I'm giving the app a eight and a half nine now. Now that I've seen it in full, uh, but I, I really direct fuck direct TV, bro. And whoever got that shit, like, outside of my homegirl, because she my family, but the rest of y'all with DirecTV, hey, listen, y'all could never I worked at Comcast for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, I'm rolling with them niggas. Uh, that's what my internet do. Yeah. And I technically got a TV package with them, but I don't yeah. watch it. Fam, is Comcast overpriced? Certainly. Certainly. Is Verizon overpriced? Certainly. Certainly. But it's the best service. But God damn it, when I'm at home watching TV, I'm not worried during every storm. Now, I don't even know if it's overpriced now. Because if you pay the, the, the $13 yeah. for Netflix, the $10 for, yeah. for HBO, the $6 for CBS, the fucking eleven ninety nine for uh. Uh, Disney, um, all these shits is individual. Indiv- yeah. You Comcast gets you with that per box price, though, niggas. Yeah. I got fucking six TVs in the house, nigga. That shit aggressive. But. but Nigga, man, this episode. So we talked about like what yeah, we can expect, what, what we thought. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this at all. Yeah, I'm so glad I got this episode. This episode haunted me a little bit. I I do have a critique of the episode. Again, I gave it an eight and a half, nine. That means it's some room. I got a critique for the for the season mm-hmm. or the series. Mm. There's one thing, a series critique. I ain't mad at it. That is one thing that it's it jumped out at me. Yesterday, okay, and I, I, we just got to y'all got to get this to get together. We we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. Yeah, I had a um, I had an episode critique, and it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just it was a way that I feel this episode could have been even stronger. Okay, because I also feel like because this episode and we gonna review this episode in two parts because this was a two part episode that melded together. And a lot of shit that happened in the first part happened in the second part, but in a completely different manner. Um, a lot of things that were said in part one were said in part two in a completely different manner. But I'm trying to think how do I how do I unveil this theory I have? My problem was this episode wasn't split in it was two parts, but it wasn't split in half. That first part got a little bit too much time. Screen time. It was three parts. Okay, I could see a three-parter. It was definitely three parts. I just feel like that part that me and you was discussing last night and this morning in the thread, that that powerful shit that happened from the bottoms through Jim and Jerome's garage, them two scenes, they deserved a lot more screen time. I feel like I tell you why they I, were handled beautifully though. I tell you why I like this shit so much. Okay, was one. I thought about how we're going to record this episode. I know how we normally do this shit yeah. scene by scene. Yeah. I don't know if it works this way. It don't necessarily need to. Uh, because, one, I didn't know what was going on <laughs> later on. I, yeah, after yeah. Certain, I'm thinking like, oh, shit. Because we, all we knew, well, full disclaimer. Yeah. I didn't watch season one and season two as they were on. Yeah. I watched season one and season two like in a binge session so we can do a review on them. Yeah. So I didn't watch as intently or as in close, how close I'm watching these episodes currently. Yeah. So I'll say that we knew Franklin went to school. Yep. And we knew we came back, but we never knew what happened. 
Yeah. What was going on at the school? How he made all the white folks? How he met the the poor nigga father or whatever? You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like, oh shit, this is what was going on with Franklin beforehand. But then certain shit started happening. It was like, well, that don't really add up. Yeah. That don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I was like, oh, everything else started to make sense. So yeah. let's kick it off. Um. So the episode. Before it even opened up, so you know how we we lead up to the episode, they show you like a previously on power, yeah, like they give you one of them. So previously on Snowfall, they showing us all the shit that led up to this moment. Very important, very important. Uh, normally on Snowfall, this isn't this important. Like it it'll it'll maybe clue you into some shit, but this time it was like, yo, keep your eye on the fucking words. All right, fuck it, I can't keep it. Listen, oh, your dog. theory. Listen, dog. Your theory. Yes. Jay had a theory he'd been talking about since last night, by the way. Listen, you know when you die, they say your life flashed before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what happened with Franklin. Yeah. However, the first two seasons flashed before his eyes. And we watched the first two seasons over again in that whole little point. Mm-hmm. But we watched him over again, slightly altered because it was in a different reality. Yeah. When I say we watch him over again, I'm talking about he was wearing the same clothes in mm-hmm. these scenes that he was mm-hmm. doing the, the 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 red and white baseball shirt, all that shit, all that shit. Like for an example, so you, the red and white baseball shirt, right? So when Leon came home, that's the clothes he was wearing. Yep. Right, the red and white baseball yep. shirt he was wearing that when Leon came home. This time, because everything is flipped upside down, he's coming back he from college. Home. Yep. He in the white and red baseball mm-hmm. shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like. This, this, the there was a scene where him and Leon he got like the burgundy he got on a burgundy shirt yeah when Leon goes to talk to Unc about the drugs and get put on yeah that's the same outfit that he is wearing when him and Leon go to Ivy House for the first time yeah and get put on with the fucking drugs you yeah. know what I'm saying the yellow and blue shirt he has when he got really aggressive and yeah. jumped on the um jumped on the professor guy. Yep. It's the same outfit he had when he shot his homeboy in the thigh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that we watched those first two seasons happened to him in that same order, but just switched a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Altered. Everything. The shit was like, oh, these niggas is in their inception bag bag for so, real. So let's kind of start right there. So as we're getting the previously on Snowfall segment. It's all adding up. It's showing you very critical scenes. It's showing you the red and white baseball shirt. Showing you the blue and gold uh, rugby shirt. It's showing you everything that happened that's finna happen again, but you don't really recognize just mm-hmm. yet. Um, but the very last scene before it goes into the episode that it showed was a conversation with him and Melody. Him and Melody are talking, and she said... Uh, like, why are you in the, like, why are you doing this? And he was like, for freedom. And she was like, freedom from what? And he was like, freedom from all this. And she said, you know, when I feel the most free, when, hold on, I wrote it down. She said, I feel free when I'm somewhere far away from here. And as she said, far away from here, it was that dramatic. And then the screen went black and white, Twilight Zone yep. style. Yep. Literally. And then it goes into the black and white and it takes us into Franklin's classroom. 
what he's talking about. Franklin's in college where his professor's talking about quantum physics and quantum universes and multiverse. And quant- multiverses. Um he literally says uh he didn't even use multiverse. He said a different fuck. I he said if there's infinite if we have a, if we we have an infinite galaxy or whatever and yeah. it's expanding and yeah. infinite, then there's a different permutation for every possible basically Everything that could possibly happen in life, if if the world is the infinite universe that we believe it is, everything that could possibly happen will happen. And is happening concurrently. Yeah. At some point. It's just in various stages in physics of the universe. Yeah. It's a metaphysics conversation. If it's y'all a, if y'all watch Doctor Strange or the last Avengers movie, that whole little timeline, how we thought yeah. the timeline, he like, no. Each one of these is different. Different. That's how Captain America was able to go back in a different. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that's going over. That's the whole timeline shit. But no, what was uh, nigga? If y'all watch Quantum Leap, facts, fam. You, you know what I'm saying? If you niggas is really '80s babies, and Whew. on a Saturday night you had Quantum Leap on no, with Quantum Chanty. Leap was so fire. So far ahead of my time, I'm about to start another life. Look behind you, I'm about to pass you twice, twice. nigga. That was Quantum Leap. That show was ahead of its time. If you watch, and I don't even like science, but it's certain shit that's like, oh, that's interesting. And his his professor was literally telling them the entire episode subtly. The the subtleties in this this episode were low key like absurd. Like rest in peace, John Singleton. Excellent. You writer. left us with your your genius on this episode. Like, fam, the subtle mention of quantum universes and multiverses and yo anything that happens or could happen or the probability of anything happening will happen. No matter what, it's going to happen. Do you think? Did you think that you would get that type of information from Snowfall? Mm-mm. But you know what's crazy? The way you can connect that information to, and we'll get to it, but Native Son. Native Son, the the theme, Richard Wright, if y'all ain't read Native Son at this point and you're listening to our podcast, I don't know what to tell you, but... One of the major themes in Native Son is as a black person in America, no matter what you do or how you do it. And this is a book set in the 30s, so it's not necessarily accurate now. But no matter what you do or how you do it. Reference. But Franklin referenced that time specifically in this episode. Yeah, Nigga, no matter what you do or how you do it, you will fail because you are literally a African in America, you are in a system that puts you here to fail. You are produced to fail. So you could try, you go to college, you can do all the shit the right way. But nigga, if your path was to fuck up and be a nigga in this country, you will be a nigga no matter what path you started out on. Every possible thing that could happen to you will happen to you whether it happened in this life or the next. It's gonna happen, nigga. There are other lives. Fam. Fam. This episode was like some different type of TV. Like this wasn't power. Nigga. This was so different than what I was expecting. Yeah. But I'm so glad that I got this instead of the regular. Yeah. Okay, this will happen to Mel. We get a little cliffhanger yeah. to next season. Like that's so normal. That's so regular. We don't even see Mel, bro. You know, we what don't I'm saying? see Mel. We don't. We don't. Hey, is Mel in Texas? Is Mel crackheading through L.A.? We don't see Mel. Nigga. Somebody died though. What scene you talking about? The the one towards the end of the the episode when they was in Jam and Jerome's and they referenced 
uh, Franken not coming back, she was like, well, like I suggest, suggest what? Do y'all get out the game for somebody else die? Uh, man. Franklin ain't dead. Franklin lives. She said somebody uh, uh, until someone else dies. Mel could be buried. Mel could be in jail. Fat boy could be be dead. Where fat boy at? I also was wondering, we just talked about it uh, before Dame left studio. Shout to Dame. Uh, Was fat boy cripping? Was he blooding? We don't know. Was he involved in that shit a little bit on the left? You know what I'm saying? Or the right. We gonna, I can't wait to season four, but like some something happened. Yeah, 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 a lot happened. And that's that's the wild part about me and you have discussed this this entire season. There's certain shit that we didn't even need Franklin alive for for them to keep us entertained and to keep us focused on what Crack did to L.A. Yeah, um, and we've discussed it specifically. We said. They cannot avoid what gang violence and crack did together. Merging those two things was probably one of the most horrifying things to ever take place in modern America. Um, nigga, I could argue American period. It, I, hey, because from fucking eighty four to about ninety one, L.A. was a war zone, nigga. The country shit. But see, so that's the fucked up part. Because the rest of the country, the DCs and the New Orleans and the New Yorks and Detroits and Chicago's, those picked up about 87, 86, when it came to crack specifically. All that shit kicked up. Because nigga, DC ain't as big as none of them other cities we just named. And you could not fuck. Nigga, the president is in DC. And in motherfucking 86 to 92, 94. You didn't want to walk through Washington, D.C., fam. You ain't want to walk around the corner in Detroit. We grew up here. We knew how dangerous these blocks were, dog. We got our murder capital reputation and that violent shit through the 80s and early 90s. Fam, it was... Right we, now, we you know how fucked up it is in the yeah, city right now? Yeah. It's safer no, than this it's is ever, nothing. It's safer than it's ever been. Fam, like, literally. The crime rate, or the, pardon me, the violent crime rate and the murder rates are so far down... From what they were in this period, we talking about, which is wild because they high as fuck still. Yeah, hey. but they is they're not. so far down, nigga. Um, and cities like Detroit, cities like Camden, New Jersey, cities like New Orleans, cities like uh, Philadelphia, cities like the Bronx and and Harlem, and cities like D.C. and Baltimore, nigga. During that time, a whole nother snowfall was taking place. But our shit started out like when crack reached up here, it started out violent. Franklin got to romanticize this shit a little bit. He got to kind of massage it and, and look at it like, yo, this could be my way of saving the hood and giving a middle finger to the man. Right. And, and fuck college and fuck all that shit. We started out with this shit on bad terms, nigga. And we haven't recovered, bro. Yeah. That's what's wild. Like, what this I, is 30 years ago, nigga. What I enjoyed about this episode mm-hmm. is even though it is, um, he's in a dream. Facts. He's more likely in his coma. Yep. And, um, because months pass. Yeah. Months pass by. So this I, is, I uh, took that as that. Yeah. This is like six months of possibly passed. Potentially. Um, because I figured minimum four. Well, the reason I say six months, right, is because 
I figured out the timeline. The Olympics were about to happen. The Olympics went from June the 22nd through August the 12th of 1984. Uh-huh. So this was before the Olympics happened. And when he awoke from his coma, where he was in, it was December of 1984. Yeah. So I'm going to give him from June to December mm-hmm. is when this shit was going on. So for six months, you've been off the street. Yeah. Because this and they was preparing for the Olympics. So we know this was before the end of June. What's wild is how much, literally how much terrifying shit that nigga missed in six, six months. months. Let's just say four to six. That whatever window that nigga was gone, nigga, he missed it. So it, your world changed, bro. In the '84 Olympics, it was like a terrorist attack, fam. They literally was right there in LA, <laughs> like niggas dressed in black, yeah. like trying to like shoot up the Olympics. No, like, they brought that shit directly to the Olympics. Um, yeah, dog. Uh, even them harkening back with uh the. The news report. Yeah. That was real. That you can pull that on YouTube right now. That is a real live news report. 400 youth gangs in LA. 400 gangs, not 400 people. 400 separate gang sets within South Central LA, bro. What's interesting is uh I've been watching these interviews on Vlad yeah. by some of the guys who started the Crips. Got you. And different sets mm-hmm. and he was explaining all this history and before there was an official Crips and stuff it was all these different smaller gangs yeah. and different neighborhood gangs who uh. eventually turned into the Crips yeah. and then the Crips started breaking off into different sets and everything like that but yeah. this explained all that yeah. so when I saw that saying that these 400 yeah. different I'm like oh that makes sense because it was neighborhood based and this was 84 so yeah. this is before everybody got unified yeah. And started like around eighty four. They started like gang banging. Yeah, before they were just in gangs. It was just yo, I'm in it. Yeah, yeah you had one offs. Um, you had the 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 murder at that one movie theater out there. That it was a young Asian lady got yeah, killed yeah, yeah, by the Crips. Sure. You had that. You had uh, niggas getting beat to death. You had, but it was one offs. It wasn't yo, we in a gang and we terrorizing yeah. L A. Gang banging is something yeah. totally different. Banging came right around this time we talking about yeah. right now. Um, prior to that, 69 to 83, niggas was just in gangs and a once in a while. They was using guns for, for like robberies yeah, and shit. Man. You was catching a fade. It was small arm shit. Yeah. Most of them, nigga, what, uh, Raymond Washington was trying to fight you, yeah. nigga. And that's, and this was Raymond man. Washington, right hand man who man. was with him the day before he got, went to prison. You got know you. what I'm saying? And man. you know what I'm saying? Explain all this. But I say all that to say yeah. I appreciated the episode because even though it's in that alternate reality, so to speak, it's really just him dreaming and reminiscing. You got to understand one, how smart and how Frank intelligent is. Franklin yeah. is. Yep. And you got to see where his mind was at and yeah. why he feels the way he feel about different things. Yeah. Not a conversation that he had in the car with Andre talking about how the Kennedys got on and mm-hmm. things like that. And like, you should throw this badge away. I understand that now. Like, I mean, you did it before, yeah. but like it was alluded to. Now yeah. I have a clear understanding of what you went through, yeah. so to speak, and your, your your level of awareness of what was going on. Man. Um, so even during the first scene, so when he's in uh when he's in college, and he leaves out of the classroom, and a young white lady, white girl comes follows him, and she asks, "Yo, who are you in that parallel universe that we just discussed? Who are you?" 
uh, you know, me and my family probably never came over here from yeah, Africa. We still in Africa, dog. Uh, kings what and queens out here, Nick. <laughs> but no, he he told us straight up, like, yo, we never came over here. Like, if I'm in that other universe, I never did none of this, bro. Wow. We over there. We avoided all of this. We never even fucked with you white niggas. Never got colonized. Never got uh, terrorized. Never became slaves. Never did. Hey, Ethiopia is the only place that never got colonized or some shit. I don't know if that's true or not. Somebody I, look that I up and let like, us know. I feel like that's true. But, dog, it was just. It was something that uh, his teacher said, though, that really kind of like, I loved it. He said, if you fail in this class, don't worry. In another reality, you're teaching it. <whistles> bars. Teacher came out with bars, dog. When your professor is giving you bars like that, nigga, like, I kind of knew. Once I rewatched this episode, I knew that was going to be fire. I forgot I, I was dog. smart. Yeah, Ethiopia was never kind of colonized. Colonized. Got you. Um, but then the, the wild part. So with his professor saying the alternate reality shit and blah, 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 nigga, we got Franklin in this one world, right? Seemed like he went in, nigga. I'm in college. I made it out the hood. I got out of South Central. I done went to school. Leon and them back to, they in the project still, nigga. I made it out of that. I'm doing something with myself. And it's like in the other universe, and you laid up in the hospital right now. Like, all that shit you thought you made it out. You're dreaming you made it out of. You thought you made it out of. Hell, you did make it out of. But in reality, nigga, you still ended up right where you at, nigga. Native son. Like, you always was going to end up exactly where you was going to end up. Because the white people in America made this world so you can end up exactly where you at, nigga. In that hospital dying. This shit was deep, dog. So he get to the room, eviction notice. Yup, yup, go to his dorm room. Fam, that fucked me up. Don't put an eviction notice on my dorm, fam. Yeah. That's out of pocket. Like, that's racism 101, bro. So he get there, and they're like, what's going on? He's like, well, you don't apply. You don't qualify for financial aid because, you know, your recent mom's W-2 says you made $111,000 last year. Hey, that nigga laughed. That nigga <laughs> said, fam, my mom made $11,000. $11, like, like, that's clearly a mistake. Uh, and, But he wasn't hearing that shit. Mm -mm. Can you prove it? And he Franklin was like, "What? I got my mom send some W tools. He was young, hey. like, you know, yeah, sure. He stood up like, hey. I get, I get her sending over now for sure. Absolutely. And dog was like, he was like, it'd take a couple days, but they'll be here. And dog was like, you ain't got a couple days. Forty eight hours. Like, fam, get that shit. I need that in forty eight hours, or you kicked out of here. Like, I, I can't get a stench. No, no." I was White like, dude wasn't hearing him. I was thinking like, why he so aggressive? White dude this? started off seeming okay. Like his tone seemed very chill. And then the more Franklin tried to combat what he was being told. Well, not even that though. Because you know, white people, well, people. Yeah. This is universal. Mm -hmm. They got a tone that they use when they insulting you, but they don't necessarily want to seem like they insulting yeah. you. Yeah. Well, maybe if uh, if our, our, our cost is a little bit too much, maybe you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Man, like, like and it, that was the first racist bar that he gave him. Yeah, he was like, well, if you don't understand that this is a simple mistake, maybe you're in the wrong place. Yeah, and uh, so Franklin get his he get his paperwork. He came back, apologized, said, "Yo, I got the shit that I needed within the time frame you told me." 
here it is, nigga. And he said, my bad about the other day. Oh, he, I was out of line. Uh, one step before this, though. Uh, he go back and talk to the white girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He go talk. Oh, that's when they go to... This fucked me up. Because at this point, I don't know that none of this shit happened. This is mm-hmm. just... This is really what happened, right? In my brain, this is really what yeah. happened. This is like Earn getting kicked out of uh, <laughs> college and ATL. <laughs> uh, um, like, we finally find out why. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Wheezy. I stole that from Wheezy. Um, I seen the nigga post that shit. So anyway... He like uh, you know what I'm saying? Cause he told a girl like uh, what you want? You want to? You want to? Uh, he was being hard on her. He you wanna, was like, oh, you why like, you want to talk to me? Cause I'm black. You yeah. like black dudes? You like the one unicorn in yeah. school? And cause she was like, I thought you were interesting. That's why I talked to you. And he like, like yeah, I bet you did, nigga. Yeah. So I'm the only nigga walking around this bitch. So he apologized. Like, let's go grab some coffee or something. She's yeah. like, no, I gotta go talk to the recruiter. They go in the recruiter, and this Teddy up there. Teddy. So I'm thinking in my in my brain, I'm thinking like. Damn, this nigga was Man. so infatuated with the white bitch, he never realized that yeah. Teddy was just a random nigga up there on the CIA yeah. shit. Oh, look at Teddy before he was on this evil shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, that's a that's a big coincidence that you didn't re- recognize him yeah. and shit. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. You know, and then we keep going and I'm thinking like, oh, that's coincidental. Yeah. Possible plot hole. You know what I'm saying? But nah. Again, native son, you was gonna end up with this shit. You can't avoid life, nigga. I got another bar for you in the show, in a couple seconds. Can't fucking too. avoid life. So uh, he go in there, Teddy the recruiter, he explaining to them the benefits of being in the CIA and, yo, don't try to join if y'all niggas ain't about this America shit because America, America, America. And uh, Franklin kind of, he, he was intrigued, but we ain't getting nothing on it right then, nigga. The next scene, we go back to the uh, financial whatever advisor's office and Franklin like, yo, I just want to come apologize. My bad. I snapped the other day. Pardon me. Um, but you know, I got what I needed or what you told me. So here you go. And dog was like, yeah, about that. He was like, once we kind of brought up your whole little scholarship situation, now it's under investigation. And so, Till the investigation's over, nigga, you can't get back in school. And dog, Frank, unless you got seventy eight hundred dollars, yeah, unless you could pay this in full right now, nigga. But while it's under investigation, we can't fucking pay it. Franklin, like, bro, it's too late for me to drop my classes. Meaning, if I I'm don't get fucking take these, I'm gonna fail every class. You know that. You know what that could do to me, nigga. And dog was like, "What do you say?" Uh, I'm sorry, or something. No, no, no. He said something kind of. He was like, "Damn, what did he say?" He said something it's like, "Too bad." That is fucked up, ain't it? He was like, but nigga, he was like, you've pulled yourself up uh, before. You can do it again. Like, this is my life, bitch. Like this is my actual life. My whole life. You is know how long it took me. Moment, you know right? how long it took me to get here. Nigga dropped a tear, nigga. Yeah. In front of the white man, man. And then pull myself up, huh? Went and went on and jumped on boy. Shout out to uh, Lorenz Tate. Life. Throw life? that chair, nigga. You gotta throw the chair, Jack. Nigga. Y'all niggas ain't seen dead presidents. Nigga, hold up. Matter of fact, oh, y'all niggas. fucking eye. Y'all niggas ain't ready for fucking life. You like, <laughs> that nigga hopped over that motherfucking table so god. That nigga said, I need to speak to a motherfucking supervisor. Because <laughs> obviously you ain't, you ain't. I think like it's. It... Woo. That niggas ain't ready for these dead presidents bars. Money in the bag. <laughs> you fuck around going the whole Lorenz Tate movie uh, tour. 
because this is definitely getting reviewed. Man. After Menace. After Menace. I promise y'all, Menace is the first one. Yeah, don't say nothing else. Don't hit me, don't tag me. Don't tag Isaac Hayes, rest in peace. Don't hit Jay. Don't hit the nigga from uh, Money to Burn. Right. Don't hit Cuddy. I'm like, here you go. This is all I, I want right this. here. That was just a little aside yeah. for y'all. Y'all niggas ain't never had no aside. Anyway, um, you didn't get kicked out, man. Franklin got kicked out of school. Again, this was bound to happen, right? Because you black in America, bro. Well, see, this is just this is the alternate universe. This is really what happened man. to him because some he left school for real. Man. Man. Like it was a reason you left school. Uh huh. We don't know what that real reason was. I don't know how much of this was alternate and which how much was it real. So that's the thing, too. Alternate universe and parallel universe. Multiverse. These are three different things. Sometimes they can differ drastically. Yeah. Sometimes it can just be a little yeah. off. And and right now what we're seeing is very small sort of tinges uh, that made the difference in... Yo, you still left school for one reason or another, but this was a very like mm, maybe that one little tweak yeah. is what caused it. Maybe that one little that number one, that numerical one that went on your mom's W twos that says she made one hundred eleven thousand when she only made eleven thousand. Maybe that extra one is the one tweak that sent all this to spiral. But we don't know. Like, yo, what was the real reason you left school? Like, we just don't fucking know, dog. This shit is crazy, bro. It's really fucking nuts. Um, but then when he got kicked out of school, he had to go back home, right? Called so mom, mom comes. He called moms up. She comes. He catched the bus to the crib. She comes to get him. That was the scene where he had the bags and shit. I had a few people hit me up. Uh, and I argued with Shorty for like 90 days straight because I kept saying like, yo, that's not a current scene, nigga. Like, all that, because they were like, yo, in the preview, that nigga had bags. He dipped out of town. And I was like, no, nigga, that, that was like flashbacks. They weren't necessarily flashbacks. It was another universe, but still <laughs> flashbacks, flash, of another universe. flashbacks of another universe in another space and time. But uh, either way, it wasn't him dipping. Like, it was him coming back from school and, and mom like, who was Who the fuck there. you run from, male? <laughs> Fam. And nigga... He wasn't running nowhere, which we saw later. Nigga, he still got shot three times. Don't act new. But uh, so we get back, and now he back in South Central. So first, speaking of Mel, we do see Mel briefly. He explaining to her why he got kicked out of yep. school when he first Just, get back. So on the opposite end in the season, he talking to Mel. When, yeah. when we first met Mel, that's, the, that's him when he first came back from school yeah. talking to Mel. Yeah. Now he's getting kicked out of school talking to Mel. And also, uh, just to kind of keep adding parallels, this is Franklin not in school anymore. All season, we've been wondering if Mel was going to be able to go to school. Mm -hmm. Now we getting Franklin out of school, nigga. That was just kind of strong to me. And they sitting on the porch, and he telling her the story. He glossing it up like, yo, I had to. Nigga, I put hands on that nigga, dog. And she like, no, you didn't. And then he looked at her like, but you're going to smell me. You like uh, I I he's like I guarantee you're gonna be living. It's gonna be a totally different experience, and it ended on that one because 
Black school, you going? You ain't gonna deal with what I just dealt with. No, fam. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm talking about her. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what he was telling her. You going to a black school? You hit this HBCU. You never gonna deal with that cracker ass cracker shit I just dealt with. But fam, that black shit she dealing with is gonna impact her way before she get to Spelman, nigga. But you had no idea though. And then uh, he's talking to his mom. And his mom's like, yo, I know you back now. I'm not blaming you for what happened at school. But it wouldn't hurt if you brought a couple dollars in here, dog. And I looked at I looked at mom kind of funny during that because I was like, fam, that nigga just came home. He been home for a half a day. And you already telling him it wouldn't hurt if he brought a couple dollars in. Like, fuck is you on, mom? Like, let that nigga readjust. Facts. Uh, one thing I did want to point out is that line that he told a male about Spellman that being a whole different experience. That was the whole yeah. fo- foreshadowing of her experience or lack thereof. Yeah, and that's you know what I'm saying. So again, that he was telling her Spellman gonna be different because you black and you going to a black school, and that black school ain't gonna be that white experience I just had. But her black experience in this black ass neighborhood with that black ass drug that came in, she never even made it over there, bro. That shit got real fucking black, nigga. White people wasn't doing that crack like them blacks were, and it fucked her up. Um, but now Franklin has changed his clothes. Mm-hmm. He got on his red and white joint. Hey, go over to um, Auntie and them crib. Um, they kick with Auntie and them. They pregnant. Yeah, they finally let, uh, shout out to Angela Lewis. They finally let her be pregnant because she really pregnant. And they let her be that in the scene, nigga. Now, they've been covering her belly all season. Nigga. Now, at this point, I'm still thinking this is normal, real life. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, like, damn, they must have lost a baby. Yeah. Mm. Which I think they must have lost a baby, though. Because I don't know. Because of that argument later? Yeah, the argument yeah. later. I'm like, uh, oh. so I don't know how much of this is true and how much is that is uh is not or whatever. But yeah. um Unc was feeling kinda uh bad that he ain't get a nigga the money. Yeah. Like uh, you know, uh with the baby coming and uh me having a Yeah, he was like I you know I wanted the drugs to, to the Mexicans. I wanted to help with that school shit. I did. But, you know, my weed enterprise is you know, money kind of tight, nigga. Yeah, but it was it was it was so funny how when Frankie came back from school, uh, he used to you know come back with his book bag and shit, and he get to the hood. It was always him walking from a good place and back to into the hood. The hood. Yeah. This was the same thing. He was like, "Look, a Poindexter coming up yeah. here and shit, yeah. talking and shit." But it was the same experience, but just in the Bizarro world, yeah, so to speak. And then uh, he went to go holler at Leon. Yeah. And he went over Leon in the projects, uh, and he go up in there, and Lee chilling, and Lee baby moms is screaming at him from the back, and I knew the voice instantly. This one I knew something was different though. Yeah, I'm thinking like Leon. I thought Leon came home from jail. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm thinking like, and like him and Wanda got a baby. Yeah. I'm like I don't like I don't understand. I'm like it wasn't damn. connected. I was yeah. like damn. I must have missed that. I thought he just met. I'm I'm still <laughs> reaching for shit. I didn't I didn't yeah. I hadn't hadn't grasped everything yet. Yeah. Um. Wanda, you just alluded to baby moms. Uh. Because again, we living in bizarre world now. Now we in the world that could have happened. 
Uh, and this is Leon still back from prison, but linked up with Wanda still because all the shit that was going to happen is still going to happen, dog. Like, this shit is going to happen regardless. So Wanda and uh, Leon still linked for real. They had a baby. Wanda looked like she getting ready to go to work. She spazzing on Leon like, yo, come get your baby. This nigga didn't shit it. Change his diaper. Get your fucking life. And Franklin walked up in there and she was like, yo, Franklin, take that nigga back up to school with you, dog. Like, hopefully you fucking learn something. Leon looking like nigga shit. Well, if it ain't Franklin Saint, nigga, all kinds of ghosts walking around this motherfucker. I never thought I was going to see you again. I ain't never think he was coming back here after he went to that school. Man. Why ain't you at that school? Man. So them niggas go outside. And I was like, damn, this nigga, this nigga Leon talking gangster as shit. I'm like, why is gangster up so much? I, I like, think it's because Franklin wasn't there. Franklin wasn't around to. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to piece together. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Oh, during because that. Because I'm like. When you're watching it, I got you. When I'm watching, I'm thinking like, well, I know Lee is like tough now. Yeah. But before, I wanted him to be tougher. Yeah. Because you remember, uh, in audience, y'all remember, like, season one, we knew Leon as the friend who had just got out. Yeah. Nigga had been up in juvie and, you know, did his thing, did a few years, and now he was back home. But between then and episode one of this season, Leon hadn't consistently been your friend that was in, in jail, nigga. Until he started banging on the Who's glass. Who's out here thugging, yeah. Because that was the other yeah. favorite season. Yeah. Favorite scene. Like, grab your shit, you see the biggest nigga, and beat the fuck out that nigga. Yeah, low-key, episode 10, season 2. That's when Leon turned into the Leon we had hoped yeah. for him to be from season 1. Like, when he started getting his old dog on. And uh, in this episode, when we see him, he started out from the G. That nigga was like, yo, Franklin, nigga, fuck is you doing here, nigga? It was kind of in a tone like, nigga, you ain't built for this. Like, why are you back? This ain't for you no more, nigga. Or, or kind of like, nigga, you better than this. Hey, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, why the fuck are you here? Nigga? I ain't never think you was coming back. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you shouldn't be here, nigga. You, you shouldn't be back. You're a smart nigga, Franklin yeah. Saint. Well, let me. I wrote that shit down actually. Franklin, uh, Franklin Saint, thinking he, oh, damn, what he say? Thinking he got a. Uh, Always think you got a plan to save the world. That's some shit he said. Man. What's on my iPad, I think. But in any event, he's better than that shit. Yeah, dog. So Leon Frank was saying, always thinking it's a better way. Yeah. And Leon told Franklin, like, yo, bro, your uncle still, uh, he's still selling weed, dog. You think you could put me on? Because... With me and Wanda and the baby, it's six of us in my mama house right now, nigga. I got to make some shit crack. I got to get going, nigga. Like, and it's funny because, again, this whole episode was collocations and, and juxtapositions and parallels. Yo, Franklin, in this universe, you put me on with your uncle and I'm finna sell this weed. Because, like, in my mind now yeah. is that. His life is just flashing before his eyes. Yeah. It's just in the alternate universe. So the same things are happening, just a different yeah. version of it on some native sun shit, right? Yeah. But different different version of it. Uh I did enjoy this scene. 
because the cameo on the the the, the head nod salute to uh, John John Singleton, Singleton man, rest in peace, dog. So while Leon and, and Frank out there, they talking, Franklin telling them like, "Yo, I could maybe set something up with you and my aunt, possibly get you on, dog. Let me just let me talk to him." See a young man walking through the projects with a camera, and he filming. And Leon kind of stopped the conversation. He's like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? Fuck is you filming for, dog? And nigga was like, yo, nigga, I'm, I'm making a movie. He dressed exactly like John Singleton. You know who he looked like, dog? Who he that? looked like young corny nigga from a different world. The way it went. No. Remember, uh, he was like Mr. Gaines or somebody. Oh, the son. Yeah. Uh, with the ponytail and yeah, shit. I remember who you were talking about. That's exactly who he He didn't have like. on that nigga fit. Yeah. yeah he looked just like yeah. that. But we've seen John Singleton in that same exact fit. So we knew what it was, man. It was a it was a good homage. I wonder to, when they put the that legend, in there. Dog. I don't know. Because I think that would make. Because that might have been like some good editing. It don't fit nowhere else. Yeah. And it didn't like. Granted, if John put that in there, if. Cause I ain't saying he didn't. If that was a part of John just kind of throwing himself in there, brilliant. Cause he ain't know he was gonna pass. He ain't know none of that. So it's like, man, that's niggas crazy. ain't making no fucking movies in the hood. Dog, Leon was bugging on that nigga. And you know what I thought about Boys in the Hood? That's what nigga, it looked like. Damn, that's what that was. Well, I'm sorry, that looked like the menace scene. Yeah, well, in the projects, yeah. it did. I, me and JB thinking so much alike. Y'all niggas don't even understand. But yeah. It looked like the menace scene, but I'm thinking boys in the hood. Yeah. Cause it's John. Yeah, Saint the sure. Hughes brother. So uh it was a great moment though. Like I was I was with a few people when we were watching it last night. And uh niggas got a little emotional. That that part right there. That was cause it was like, yo, dog, like he really ain't around to see the acclaim this show is getting right now. Mm-hmm. Like, fam, I know you did Baby Boy and Fast and the Furious 2 and fucking whatever that movie was with Tyrese where he was riding around trying to get his son from uh, the game in L.A. But nigga, this show has put you back on Boys in the Hood. Yeah, these are serious bro. These yeah. serious movies. The other ones is like, yeah. whatever. No, this is for real. And and what you did with this show and what you did with these last two seasons specifically, nigga, yo genius, unquestionable, nigga. So peep this. After this, um, the next scene, Franklin go to the crib. Is uh, and guess who pulls up at the crib? Who been watching him? Young Teddy. Just like in season one, yeah, he was watching Franklin uh, for nefarious reasons to yep. kidnap him. Yeah, but or to recruit him in to sell drugs. Yeah, this time he recruiting him to the CIA. Yeah, in this world, which is the exact same shit because you got recruited yeah. to work for the CIA anyway. Yeah. Because you don't know you work for the CIA yeah. till you had to go tell that nigga, yo, now I'm partnering with the CIA. But at this point, I was like, oh, shit is really fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's no fucking way that Teddy comes to your house and you don't remember this nigga the same nigga. So at this particular moment, I'm thinking like, oh, this is some dream alternate reality type shit. And I yeah. think I remembered that my man said something about the multiverse. Uh, You know what I'm saying? So that's when I yeah. kind of realized. But I'm like... Just how in season one or season yeah. two, whenever it was, how he got kidnapped by Teddy and put in, or Teddy was watching him, same different thing. Like, how you find this nigga house? Yeah. I mean, no, you can see I, I mean, but he rolled up on that nigga like, yo, wasn't you at my little 
uh, little speech or whatever the other day when I was recruiting, like my little uh, informational or whatever the fuck I did. Like, fam, he ain't walk in and introduce himself. How you knew this nigga? He like your professors like you. You smart. You got a fifteen whatever 15, on your forty on the SAT. You took the SAT or the ACT. Uh, I feel both. like Detroit niggas only took ACT. I did both. I ain't do both. I just did ACT, nigga. I got um, my fucking 30 and kept on going, dude. I did both. Um, then he was like, shit, you have 3.9 GPA. Yeah. Um, and you move seamlessly between worlds. Between worlds, nigga. You leave the hood and you go to school. You go to school. You come back to the hood. But then he said the one thing, nigga, me and Franklin made a face at the same time, nigga. He was like, uh... Plus, we looking to diversify a little bit, nigga. Basically, I need your black ass. Facts. We we need we need a nigga. Pretty much the same shit happening in the other universe. I need a nigga to move his weight over here. We need some niggas to work for us, dog. It's the same thing in both worlds. Oh, we man. just need we need like we got quotas and shit. We need people to infiltrate, man. Like we did with the Black Panthers. A few years ago, we need diversity. We, yeah. need, we need people to blend in, man. And you gotta be that nigga. So he like, yo, don't worry about that getting kicked out of school shit. Like, if you want to go back, it's nothing. I got it taken care of, nigga. Like, cause Franklin was like, yo, I'm kind of concerned and blah blah. And that nigga Teddy was like, fam, we the CIA. You want to go back to school, nigga? All you gotta do is go. It's already handled, nigga. Paid for it, in full. Go get them grades. Come do these interviews. Come take these exams, nigga, and join the CIA. In either universe that we in, I don't trust Teddy. That's just how I feel. Like, even in this one where he looked like he's doing good, and he's just, oh, just a white guy recruiting college kids to the CIA, I don't trust him, bro. Because you went directly for the black kid. He's the smartest nigga in the room. Hey. But you went for him and you went on that angle that we need to diversify. Fam. I don't, I don't, I, I don't not trust Teddy. I don't trust that nigga, bro. I mean, he very transparent. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He know he he's selling the drugs to, to fund the to fund the war. Uh, and he was like, when the war, we don't need this shit no more. The shit is over with. See, me not trusting Teddy though, it comes from because at any point when this shit go left. Because we know it goes left. It had no choice but to go left. All Teddy got to do is say, yo, I'm government, nigga. You're not. You go to prison. You the scapegoat. You the fall guy. Well, see, you take this. I get that, but that's that's probable shit, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some probable shit that can possibly happen. Like, up until this point, like, he ain't really gave us a reason not to trust him. I don't like boy. I don't like him at all. But in the alternate universe... He recruits Franklin and he gets Franklin's interest. However, Franklin's still on some like, yo, I ain't really feeling that white school. I'm not really digging that whole shit. That entire world ain't me. Because imagine when he was up there, you were one of, I counted in that whole 35 minutes of that scene, all the college scenes, there were four people of color. It was a light-skinned girl, Franklin, another black dude, and an Indian dude. And they only showed them three when Franklin wrote his article in the school paper mm-hmm. about uh smart kid. Yeah, man. man. Franklin getting he getting busy, dog. This also allowed me to find out how old Franklin is. 
because yeah. he's at least 19 during this time frame and Melody is still in school yeah. so he's a couple years older than her so yeah. I, mean, I was talking about the timeline whatever this helped me adjust to the timeline so this is probably 1982-ish when all this, when this is happening yeah. Yeah. and uh, so then Franklin Mama told him like yo nigga who owned the corner store he hiring you go work for him like, but you got spot some, he used to work at. Yeah, you gotta bring some bucks in, dog. So Franklin do exactly that. He go over there, he go get his job back. My nigga that plays Carvel, um, for for all the Snowfall faithful, Carvel is the dude from season one who raped old boy. Oh shit, we uh, we back on that nigga Jay tried to cut my mic and shit. You know what I'm saying? Be on brothers, dog. But uh, no, Carvel is the nigga from season one who raped old boy. Uh, one of the more powerful scenes of this entire show. Powerful because not only was it creepy and nasty and like scary as fuck, but the nigga that plays Carvel is fucking convincing, dog. That's a good ass actor in this role. I ain't never seen him in shadows. I heard he got a show on Comedy Central where he's like being the complete opposite of this. Awesome. But dog, dog, he right back, nigga. We again in this parallel universe, Franklin working at the store. Dog walked in. It was two. It was a couple walking out. Yeah. That nigga walks in the store. Carvel say, y'all such a cute couple. <laughs> nigga. He's a fucking psychopath. Like, <laughs> he walked in the store, grabbed a little box of Apple Jacks, and I was thinking to myself, because that Teddy shit threw me off. Yeah, I knew something was up. When Carvel walked in, I'm like, now this nigga Frank and met everybody before. Yeah, I'm thinking like, what's going on with this episode? Yeah, <laughs> like, this nigga met like, so I'm like, all right, maybe he just gonna serve him and shit and be like, damn. He, I knew when Dog walked in the store and I realized it was him, I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know what. I didn't know if he was going to rob him, if he was going to, like, be cool with him and then, like, later rob that nigga when he got off work, beat him up. I didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. But knowing what the nigga did season one and how they had to handle it, yeah, he ain't back for no good. So he walked in, he grabbed a box of cereal, Ran up on Franklin at the register like, yo, man, let me get this box of cereal and them yellow flip-flops right there. Size 13. Fam, you're at the corner store, bro. Them flip-flops don't come in a 13. Them bitches come in a one-size-fit-all. And if you a 13, you can't fit them, nigga. He like, yeah, let me get them in a 13 and this little box of Apple Smacks. And that nigga Franklin was like, he back there, he looked through the flip-flops. He like, yo, we don't got no 13. Dog was like, oh, man, you got to be kidding. Well, don't worry about it. I'm going to just grab this cereal, nigga. Franklin turned around, dog. Let me get all the rest of that motherfucking money then, nigga. Let me get the money out that register, bro. Like, quit playing. Like, the whole scene changed and the tone changed. And it was actually during this scene that I feel like this episode changed. This was one of them transitions, nigga, where it got dark. So... Um, this is when Frank, yeah, this is like, um, pre wake up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
this is like this is this is pre-breakup like if all that other shit happened right because I, I i assume all this shit happened is after he got shot going into the light and shit like yeah, that yeah um this is probably like when shit is getting bad for you we beating on your chest yep you know what i'm saying the three minutes that you was dead and not responding i think that's this is what that is you have had a you have had a bad dream and like your bad dreams don't start out as a bad dream start out as any other normal fucking dream that you remember but then it starts going in that direction you start yeah. to realize the shit is bad that was this scene this was the scene where you start to realize this is bad Carvel asked so many fucking questions was, nigga rob me and shut the fuck up Carvel was yo nigga give me the money Franklin gave him the money he like no nigga I know it's more money in the register he gave him the rest of the money in the register hurry up and buy nigga Fam, yo, real quick though, anybody ever been fucking held at gunpoint? Ever been robbed? I know I have. I know Jay has. We both been in some situations. Give the nigga all the money. Don't leave a few dollars. Just give him what the fuck they asking for. Let him be. Nigga. Hopefully that be the end. But Franklin gave him like half the register. Nigga, that nigga said, I know it's more in there. Gave him the rest of the register. Then he like, nigga, you know what? Just for that, give me what's in your pockets too. Franklin had two dollars, <laughs> one in each pocket, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. A nigga like, ha ha, ha you know, I got another dollar. <laughs> that used to be me back in the day, bro. Who's that creeping through the window? Yo, fuck that. We keeping that in, nigga. And that was a live edit. Uh, somebody knocked on the door. Y'all niggas wasn't around and shit. But when we talk about getting robbed and then we heard door knock, <laughs> nigga, it's lit. Uh, but no, <laughs> Jay got the pistol ready, nigga. Jay is Carvel, nigga. But uh, no, nigga, that used to be me. I used to go hoop, little basketball court off uh, off seven mile out of drive and shit. And, um, or I used to go up to Northwest, whatever, activity center. And nigga, I have like... Five dollars in the back pocket, a twenty in the sock, a single in the left pocket. Like nigga, they're gonna rob all of you, bro. You're not leaving this motherfucker with all your money, nigga. Nigga, rob me, dog. You only gonna get some of it, nigga. Fam, I literally used to think like that nigga ain't never going to my sock. Like, bro, it's at the top of a fucking low cut sock, and you wearing <laughs> some fucking low air ones, nigga. Big ass bulge, fam. He don't know that your ankle got a 20 in. All right, bro. I was a dumb little kid. But anyway, Franklin gave that nigga the $2. And uh, dog looked like he was finna wrap up. And then Franklin was like, man, just hurry up and go. And that nigga Carvel said, nigga, Fuck you said about my mama, nigga? Nigga, what? Yo, so this whole scene, Carvel gave me old dog vibes, nigga. Like, it was very much like. Because I thought, and this is my thought, you've been talking all episode about kind of what you were thinking as the shit was going on. During this scene, I thought in this reality, Franklin was finna get shot again. I thought this was finna be the parallel to Mel shooting him. Yeah. Only this time, it's Carvel shooting you, nigga. I, I was like, well, how does Franklin get himself out of this yeah. shit? Yeah. Melody, Carvelity, nigga. <laughs> Same <laughs> nigga, bro. <laughs> Dog, I thought Carvel was finna shoot that nigga, bro. And then... uh. He seemed like he was. That's when he Carvel got. He started getting in his gay bag. Like nigga, say I'm yo. Say you my bitch. Say you. I was like, yo, please don't rape the guy. Nigga, please don't rape the you guy. You know, bro. instantly what I thought about rape. <laughs> I thought about Pulp Fiction scene. Mm. He was like, what? <laughs> Fam. He was like, what? Say Fam. I'm your bitch. Say what again? Say Fam. what again? Fam. Pulp Fiction. Them niggas raped Ving Rhames, bro. I bought Pulp Fiction for five bucks on iTunes. 
And I just last week, the yeah. day this week, day of the iPhone release, uh, they had a uh, Kill Bill for five bucks on iTunes. Kill Bill one, one of the best movies ever made. I don't care what nobody says. Five bucks, man. That shit is fucking brilliant. I got all that shit on DVD. I'm probably never gonna buy a HD remaster. Fam, them niggas rape big ass Ving Rhames. Crazy, nigga. I just, <laughs> fam. This is one of the biggest humans on earth, nigga. He choked Tyrese out. Anyway, uh. Yeah, I thought Carvel was about to either rape the boy or shoot him. I didn't know where we were headed, but I was tense, nigga. Yeah. And I think that's why, because again, the from this scene through the end of the episode, I give tens across the board. I thought everything from here to the end was brilliant. Everything before was brilliant, but again, my only critique was I thought they extended it a bit too long. Uh, like the college shit, like him getting kicked out, going back, getting kicked out again. Or That's important, man. It's important as fuck, but I was just like, eh, maybe we could have spent that along a little bit. However, it's important to his, 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 it's important for his, to show his disdain for the yeah. establishment. And it was a lot, again, I've watched this episode maybe six times now, five or six times. There was a lot of nuances and subtleties in there that I didn't see the first time around. Yeah. Plus, DirecTV was being a fuck nigga. And because of that, literally that shit skipped certain scenes. Mm-hmm. However, Carvel got the gun to this nigga head, bro. It looked like he finna kill him. He getting pissed off with Franklin, telling him to call him his bitch or say he is bitch. And I'm then, bitch. nigga, I'm bitch. Franklin saying it, he not resisting. He like, yo, I'm your bitch. I'm your bitch. Like, whatever you want, bro. Just don't kill me. Don't rape me, nigga. Andre comes in. Now, when Andre walked in, you would think, yo, Carvel seen a cop. Maybe he might not. I mean, I got the blicky to somebody's head. I'm t- I'm going to prison. Don't shoot it out. Don't shoot it out with a cop. If that was a regular citizen, fuck it. Shoot the hey, Why nigga, not if you shoot go- out with the cop? Nah, nigga, you don't want to shoot. Because you shoot out with a cop, you're going to die. Even if you don't die in that shootout with that cop, them other cops going to kill you, nigga. You shoot so a regular just, citizen, you might go to jail. Just go to prison? Hey, nigga. Nah, fam. Shoot it out. Man, Carvel looked like he already been in prison. See, I don't. The reason I, I say just shoot it out because if he was another black man, you would shoot it out with him. Y'all niggas fear the cops that much? You would shoot it out with one like Monster Cody put in this book and oh. was like, y'all niggas been game banging so much tough. So you'd be like, look, if it was a, I'm a crip and it's a blood out there, it's twenty bloods out there. I'm yep. going to war with all of them. Let my fire. I'm letting that bitch rang off. Boom, boom, boom. One cop show up on the block, everybody scatter. See, like, you this can't is, be willing to kill your own and do all that and go against 20 niggas on your own, but one cop show up, you scatter? Oh, well, fuck all that, because this is a black cop. So right now, it's a wash. My thing is, hey, nigga, you want to live through the night or not? Because you kill a cop, you're going to die. I don't... It's it's one situation I don't trust police. Well, I don't trust police in a lot of situations, but you kill one of them niggas, even if you live through that, like... You're, they will kill you, bro. You won't go to prison and be the guard gonna kill you, nigga. The the fucking nigga that opened the gate gonna kill you. Them niggas is after you when you kill a cop, bro. Side note. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't remember in exactly which points. Yeah. I know we passed a couple of them. I don't yeah. remember which points that this is, but you know, the reason that they spent so much time in the college section yeah. is because Franklin said he it was a lot of callbacks in this. Oh, decision. 100%. He basically said he wasn't going to be a slave. Um, at the, He like, I'm going to be the slave to the streets, to jail, 
and I'm not gonna be no slave to you. He said that yeah. to Reed and shit. Uh, but he said that it three different times during out the during the, the episode. Yeah, he said those things or whatever. So I think all those all all those things had to be said within that 35 minutes or so. Yeah, because um, there was a bunch of callbacks. Um, because he was like, I'm not even afraid of dying no more. Yeah, because of all these things that have happened. But um, his mom come out. Console him, take him to the crib. Oh yeah, Andre saved the saved yeah, the day. Shot he the shot nigga. Carvel, killed him. Uh, they had the photographer in there taking pictures of the scene, similar to that scene uh, with Unc, where they had wrecked their house, and then Franklin called the photographer mm-hmm. over. Um, and then mom comes, she hugs him. Now, and this is when we start transitioning. Facts, yeah, super facts, yeah. Um, because as soon as he walks inside of the house. I got it up on my iPad right now. As soon as he walks inside of the house. Oh, this is her taking care of him at the hospital, bro. 100%. I just said this shit an hour ago, bro. Um, And this is the tone of voice I heard in the preview, and I knew what this was going to be. I she knew it was going to be some at the fact. spittle, yeah. Um, and so everything is real dreamy. Yeah. And even when she walked in the house, there's a white light. Well, so did you peep? It, they started going back not quite black and white, but the, it was a loss of color. Yes. And as they lost the color, it also went blurry. Yep. And it was one of them like unfocused on everything in the background except Franklin. And in the ride, car home, rock, car home, car, car ride, ride home. home yeah. She was like, look, I don't care what it takes. I'm getting you to college. Yeah. She's like, I don't belong here. Well, you don't belong here either. And this was basically saying, fam, you in this little coma state. You don't belong here. Yeah. You got to go. She was talking to his we, lifeless body, nigga. Yeah, like wake you, up. We got to push you on. We got to. So then she get back to the crib and it's all blurry and, and dreamy. And then she got yeah. the blood rags and she washing them. Like I went through this with your father yeah. and all that. And, and he's sitting up. He literally sitting there still, nigga, vegetative in that chair when she start to rinse that rag off and wipe him down, nigga. Yeah. And then he go into the bathroom and start to, to undress and get in the, in the tub. She put him in the tub or he get in the tub. Let's just talk about how this was shot. Fam, the lighting. So the music, the lighting. Oh, we ain't even, we ain't even got to the, music the game, acting. Nigga. Cause this next scene, the layered. So, cause she telling them, don't give up. Hey, fight. She said, you have to fight. You have to fight. You have to fight. So then that's they, important. By and the way. while while she's talking to him in a regular tone, it's layered underneath. You have to fight, no matter what. Have to fight. Yeah. Have to fight. So the lighting during the scene. Um, you seen Moonlight? No. Did you see Beale Street? Not yet. So both of them, uh, Barry Jenkins, same director for both of them. What he was known for going into Moonlight, and then definitely after Moonlight, and then he absolutely slaughtered in uh, Beale Street. The way he uses color, right? And he specifically uses color in a way to emphasize black skin. Yes. The way he films his shit is to emphasize black skin. So I'm going to put this shadow on this light, on this, and I'm going to make that yellow on your brown ass make you look like the darkest nigga ever, and it's going to be beautiful. I saw the scene when it switched. Fam. When he looked up and... Fam, that lighting in that fucking room and that rehab... Fam. John Singleton dug in a bag. No, did you when he was 
Hmm, where was that at? Talking about when he stood up in the tub? Yeah, yeah, when he stood up in the ice bath. Yeah, that was Yeah, because he went from, so the scene switches from him getting in the tub at home to him waking up in an ice bath, assuming at rehab um, from his gunshots. Mm -hmm. Now we back in the reality that we know, the reality we're comfortable with, the one we've been seeing for three seasons after he's been shot. After Mel appears and shoots him, and then he wakes up. He and then he comes up the out the ice. Yeah. After yeah. those gunshots. Yeah. He comes up out there and we heard the gunshot. And then, bow, Franklin wakes up and he's in an ice bath at the rehab. And then that's when the music that you just spoke about goes fucking insane. We get, as usual, I feel like this shit's played in a lot of fucking films and like dramatic black shit, but it fits every fucking time. Dog. Strange Fruit. So let's add one a, of the most haunting songs ever made, bro. Like yeah. that shit will stick with your bones. Yeah. Nigga. So the first time I've actually can remember hearing the sample was probably on Blood on the Leaves. Yeah. Like being familiar with that sample. But um a little while after that, uh me and a friend watched um the Nina Mo- Nina Simone documentary on Netflix, yeah, and went through her life and yeah. heard the original yeah. song, and just to add a little bit of texture to what this is a the song is about, the strange fruit, um, are us, yeah, hanging, hanging. from the trees. So it's like a girl driving through the South and looking out the window and seeing the strange fruit hanging from the trees and yeah. the fruit being us being hung by our necks and yeah. the the buzzards and the and the, the bugs whatever eating our flesh so and like then beyond the hanging you know the the end of the hanging where then they set the bodies on fire yeah. and and Nina was so uh Nina Simone was so descriptive in this song and this song, I'm obviously playing it in the back because this, as fucked up and disturbing and haunting as this song is, is one of the most beautiful songs ever made, in my opinion. And Shit was made in 1956. You can play it in any current day film, movie about black race relations, and it's relevant, dog. And it was so relevant in this particular scene because, all right, boom. Franklin woke up, right? But now we got to catch you up with what's been going on. Fam. So now that the drugs have infiltrated the neighborhood Man. and gotten the hands of different gangs, now gangs and are And you aren't drugs. there to control who's gotten access to this crack. So now we back in Inglewood. Fam. And uh, we see Unc Car pull up. Um, There's a car pulling out. The cul-de-sac or the, the little complex, whatever. I'm pulled up in a blue Mustang, by the way. I just took notice that it was Was blue. that a Mustang? I believe so. I just, my I didn't pay attention to the car, but it was blue. That's what I paid attention yeah, to. Yeah, it was definitely blue. And Unc was always wearing blue, by the way. Yeah, and um, that's, I, I literally, I just caught that and was like, oh, shit. I don't know I if think Unc it was on the side or not. It might have been a blue uh, Camaro. Okay. Um, I knew it was a blue coupe, so yeah. you could be right. Um, but then I thought the way that Unc, I'm like, hmm, if it's blue and if Unc is cripping the way they alluding to, is this like a fucking send out to, uh, Tukey Williams? Okay? Cause Unc's character, very Tukey-ish. 
the bodybuilding and the working out and the always, you know, it's very what you know about Tukey Williams. That's unk. But anyway. So, um, so he get out the car yeah. and you see man boy hanging out the window with a tech nine shooting the air. Did you notice that was man boy? Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, I knew it right off top. Yeah. That fam. And he shout looked- out to Melvin Gregg, dog. Uh, that's the actor. Yeah, that's who a plays- Camaro he got. I'm okay. Watching. No, that's a Camaro. Shout out to Melvin Gregg. That's who plays man boy. This is an Instagram. I'm, I'm using air quotes. This is an Instagram comedian, dog. This one scene, man boy been killing all season. I feel like his market. Yeah, go ahead. This one scene, though, with no, there's no dialogue in this whole scene. Nobody says shit. Man, boy, facial expression. He looks like he has lost his fucking mind. That nigga look evil, Danny. He? he looked like pure fucking evil, dog. And that nigga's, so as Unk gets out the car and starts walking toward the bottoms, the bottoms is the projects over there in Inglewood where we went to go see Scully earlier in the season. This is a callback to that. You remember when they went over there, they were scared initially, dog. Unk didn't even want to fuck with Scully because he was like, yo, nigga, that's Scully territory. We not going. Now Unk walking toward it. Man boy and his man, I don't remember his man's name, the one that was getting hit from Wanda. They're leaning out the window. Man boy got the tech nine. His man got the shoddy. Somebody else driving. All you see is all them niggas in royal blue. Every single one of them got some royal blue on. And it's a nigga in the backseat. You see a royal blue rag. I knew immediately what this scene was, nigga. Here's my critique. Unk got the worst wig in the history of television, dog. Why do they Fam. do my man? How come they, they can give him a better Jerry curl? And shout out to Amin Joseph because he's so he used to be. I may have mentioned this on the show before. He used to be on the Zane Freaky Writer Zane. He used to be on her TV show that came on like Cinemax or Showtime. Or I just whatever. saw a movie with him on Netflix the other day. He in a lot of like black shit, quote unquote black shit B movies. Like, it was like B Mac or some shit. Hey. Like it was a. Girl had like four niggas she was yeah, messing with. He had a lot of that type shit, but I knew him from uh Zane's TV show. She had like two seasons of a TV show that was all freaky shit. And Unk, I mean Joseph, he was the like the main male lead on that show. So all I knew was, yo, this nigga was like fake fucking a lot of cold chicks back in the day, nigga, on Showtime. And he's doing an amazing job on this show, like they they gave him a lot more emotion to deal with. I realize he don't even talk like this. Fam. This not oh, his, not at all. This is not his not voice. Yeah, he not like the big country. Because uh, he was talking normal, and he was a smooth nigga in the, in the little Netflix man. joint. I'm like, oh. He was a smooth nigga on his own show. I'm like, I didn't know he, because he don't sound like the brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big country brute. That's exactly what I was looking for. He not that. Yeah. Um. He Howard alum. Uh. Why they got with this horrible wig? I don't know why they got that wig on. Like it looks bad. Unk Jules be on point though. That that wig. That wig is terrible. It looks bad. That's a bad Jerry curl wig. Like y'all can do better than that. Like in his thickest. Like y'all can do better than that. That's my only critique. This is a worse Jerry curl wig than uh. What's dog from coming to America? I have a better Jerry Curl wig than that in my closet. When oh, I was when you EZE. did N- NWA. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, that. Y'all didn't know Jaden. You know what I'm saying? I ain't barely know Jaden. I just remember that nigga in the picture. But look though, so the strange fruit is still. So going strange on. fruit is playing through this entire scene. And when hold up, nigga, let's let's finish talking about man boy and then pulling off for a minute. 
not only did man boy look completely evil and insane he got the tech out his man got the shotty but man boy let a quick shot he licked the oh, shot was, up in the air he nigga. was let him go he let a and anybody not familiar with the tech nine think ozy think multi-round think this ain't one bullet coming out at a time nigga this is a this is one of them nigga and he let one off in the looking air. Looking directly at us. Looking uh, straight at Unk, nigga. Which means we must be still be doing business. And we clearly still doing business. So I said that in the scene later when they was all in uh, Jam and Jerome's. I, I put that together later. Because if I didn't, if I wasn't fucking with Franklin and them, yeah. I know you. I'd have shot you. I'd have shot the fuck out. I'd have shot you, nigga. We just, clearly we just did something insane, nigga. Because I look evil and insane. But I just looked you dead in the eye, licked the shot off in the air, and smiled a little bit. He looked like the fucking Joker, nigga. Yeah. Shout to Melvin Gregg. He killed that scene. No dialogue. You was in this episode for three seconds, nigga. You bodied that scene. I'm going to tag the fuck out of you when we post this. Uh, So, Unk keeps walking, right? Slow-mo. The scene is very dramatic. And, nigga, I am fucking terrified at this point, nigga. So Unk walks deeper into the bottoms. He looks to the right. You see his eyes bug up. It's a mother over there with her child. Strange fruit plan. We flash back. Franklin at rehab. He getting dressed. He out the tub now. You see his bullet wound. He's holding now. his bullet wound. Flashback to Unk. You flashback see his to pistol Unk. in his back. Yeah. Because now Unk, like, what the fuck just happened over here? His body's everywhere. Fam. Niggas holding their body parts. It's blood on. The bottoms look insane. Flashback to Franklin. Flash to Franklin. Now you see the bullet hole in his, in his, in yeah. his back. So look, did you peep? Every bullet, every body they showed, they showed a bullet hole in Franklin. Yeah. Again. Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. Then Unk walking, everywhere. and you see Unk stop like he stepped on something. He looked down. Another body, nigga. Fam. Blood pools everywhere. Niggas dead and shit. Uh, Franklin. Franklin getting back, dressed. Getting yeah. Dressed. Franklin, dog. So it's kind of wild, too, because somebody asked me, why was Franklin getting dressed? Like, that shit was just regular. Like, Franklin doesn't know how bad this shit got while he was out, dog. It's a car. Bodies in the car. Bodies in the car. Shoes off. And now you look up and all the. Here come nine bloods that didn't get killed, nigga, including Scully. So pause that right there. We got the scene playing live in the studio. Scully is man boy's sister, baby daddy. Yeah. He ain't man boy brother-in-law. They ain't married to nothing. But when we were introduced to Scully seven episodes ago, man boy said, yo. That or Fatback said when they were like, yo, who we gonna get to run the shit up in Inglewood? Scully, Scully. Oh, nigga, we ain't fucking with Scully. Hey, we might gotta end. That's man boy sister, baby daddy. When they first went to Inglewood, them niggas was shook. Contrast that with man with the facial expression he had pulling out of that motherfucker after that drive-by they just did, and that havoc they just raised. Cause like in real fam, life. The, the the scariness or the shookness only becomes if a if a nigga got some sort of power over you, yeah. right? You got connections. Now that I didn't got my weight up in the game, I mean they don't they ain't stop making guns when they made yours. I got a gun too. And now if something happened to you, I'm not scared of no retaliation because I got my crew up. And we banging. 
I got money. Don't go to war. You told me don't go to war. And money to go to war till I got my money right. Now I got my money right and I'm ready for war. And what niggas didn't notice. So man boy been wearing blue pretty much since we known him. Yeah. We just never really put nothing together because he was wearing subtle blues, yeah. navies and shit. Fila, red, yeah, white, yeah, blue. Yeah. He was wearing shit that just is blue, nigga. You don't think of it. But now he's very much so wearing a quote unquote crip blue, if you will. But what we know about Scully. And what I know about the actor that plays Scully is DeAndre something. Pardon me for not knowing his last name. He a real blood in real life. And that nigga's a blood in the wood. And he a blood in Snowfall. And he gonna blood it up. Fuck me that I never thought. Yo, these niggas ain't even fucking like same gang. Like, yeah, you my sister, baby daddy. But nigga, I'm cripping. You blood. We ain't even the same set. In this scene, we saw how much niggas no longer gave a fuck about the connections. Bro. I was worried for Unk in this scene because I'm like, well, damn, you must be still cool with Man Boy. Yeah. And then when you walking through, like, first off, why are you there? What were you going to do had there not been a fucking massacre? Yeah. Like, yeah. are you going to facilitate something with, um, what's the nigga? Matt, Scully. Scully. I don't know yeah. why I can't ever remember his name. Yeah. Was you going to facilitate something with Scully? Like, why were you even there? Yeah. No, I said the same thing. Like, what was your original plan? You pulled up and obviously your plan went left because you pulled up and it was a massacre like, and it was 30 bodies all over the floor and you know who did it. Like, man, boy, and them just came through here. So the bottoms is a one-way street. Man, boy, and them must have just pulled up and let off because it's nowhere to go it don't I mean, go it's through little, it's a little garage or a little parking yeah, structure yeah. in there so they probably went up in that bitch posted and just let off and then pulled out everybody that was standing around nigga y'all ain't know and man uh scully and all his other blood niggas come downstairs and they strapped up and as they walking past the car it's a nigga literally pulling guns out the trunk and handing them to niggas i peeped out on like my fourth watch of this shit fam these niggas is blooding so hard right now. And that's when you see here is crack and what it did to South Central LA. Bro. Well, the reason that uh And then they flash back. What the reason that because Strange Fruit is still playing. Yeah. Strange Fruit plays through this whole scene. Well, the reason is because the strange fruit that's hanging from the trees at all these little these dead bodies. Yeah. These yeah. little kids who Fan, when Nina Simone says the words and then the smell of burning flesh, and then they show another body. And then you see the fire in the background. Because not only did these niggas shoot shit up, they set shit on fire, nigga. Because at the end of the day, these kids ain't doing shit but hanging themselves. Fam, that's it. That's it. And you know what was fucked up? The bodies they showed. Now, granted, we don't know this because these weren't characters that were developed in the show. But not a single one of the bodies they showed in this bitch or uh, niggas who had been shot because a couple of them niggas weren't dead. They were just shot and bleeding. None of them had red on. No, we come to spray up your... Uh, we All the bloods looked still alive and well. And them niggas was walking out ready to go after man boy. One of the, Y'all one, killed the innocents. One scene that we did kind of not seen, but part that we did skip over, I forgot to mention, is that yeah. um, when Teddy was talking to Franklin in his living room, he asked him about his family, asked him about his dad. Yeah. He was like, well, my dad was on the street. 
um, caught a beating by the police and, and he, he passed it. away. And his dad was dead in the alternate universe. Yeah. However, in this particular scene, when he woke up and jumped out the bath, his dad was, was there. there. Yep. I got you, son. Yep. I got you. Um, and I like that and I respect that. Um, yeah. And his father helped him out down the steps into the car. His father is right, right yeah. there. Franklin barely walking. He got a cane. He he can't move. Shout out to Calvin. And I'm only calling him Calvin because he was Calvin and Payton Fool. I don't know his real name. I'm not here to learn his real name. But the nigga that played him and paid him Fool, the growth of him as an actor into this role. Now, granted, I don't know if he was in shit between paid him Fool and Snowfall. But this role right here, he acting his ass off as Franklin Daddy, bro. Man. Uh, he killing this role, bro. Unk face when he looking at all this stuff. That one tear? Unk and face. that cockeye. And his and then Franklin mom and his dad so happy that he Man. home and they kept juxtaposition. So his dad picked him up from rehab, but it looked like he brought him home from the spittle, right? And this is in the scene too. Yep. Act two. Because Snowfall comes on the screen. After this. Oh, I thought the shit was over. there yet. No, 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 no. Because that, that in itself, the fucking credit or whatever they call that, the, the title, Snowfall, when that hit. So you remember all two seasons, two and a half seasons, that's been cocaine. Mm-hmm. Snowfall, the letters have been written out in coke. This time around, it's burning neighborhoods and a helicopter light flashing all over the city. And red and blue. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if the red and blue signified police everywhere or, or Crips and Blood. Crips and Blood. Red and Blue, I Crips and Blood. I thought the episode was over. No. The episode just started. Well, see, that's end of Act Two. This shit was fucking amazing. It was three acts. So look, the scene from Franklin waking up in the ice bath to the title rolling, Snowfall, honestly, my opinion that rivals emotionally our favorite scene from last week with Franklin going off on Leon in the car. That shit had me. Now, granted, they're completely different emotions. Facts. But, nigga, how they hit me, dog. I rewatched this scene the amount of times you rewatched that scene in the car. Nigga, I was at the crib last night in shambles off this scene, nigga. And, like, I got to credit that to the composers who put this together yeah. and who selected the audio. Hey. Um, the people who, who scored these, the, the person who Fam, scored I literally, the episode. I have it in my phone right now. Cause that's from, very important from, from ice bath. Well, really from store robbery. I'm going to go back to there. Cause after rewatching a few times, that scene is also very like tense from the store robbery through the end of this episode. This shit was perfectly acted. It was perfectly scored. The script was amazing. Nigga, there were barely any words between that store robbery and the end of this episode. Not a ton of niggas spoke. Like, in, after the after he came out the ice bath, no one said anything. Fam, that was five straight minutes of no dialogue. This shit was so beautifully acted, dog. Shout out to Amin Joseph. Nigga, when he was in Zane's show... I remember saying to myself, dog, this nigga's a terrible actor. <laughs> Fuck me, nigga. Yo, I mean, Joseph, nigga, you get a big salute from me. Yo, facial expressions, you was acting your ass off, bro. Um, That can't be understated, though. Fam. Because, you know, they say 85% of communication is nonverbal. Yep. You got to be able to invoke those emotions without yeah, saying without the saying word. Fam. That means you have to. 
I don't know if anybody said, Unk, make your eye look a little cockeyed during that scene. But that, because what that made me think was, yo, has Unk even healed from that police beating? Because I wasn't looking at him like he got a cockeye. I was looking at him like, damn, your shit still look a little swollen, nigga. Like, you still ain't got up from your shit. Mm. And now you stand. And then the last scene when, when Strange Fruit goes off and Unk just standing there and it's that fire behind him. And the whole project's behind him, and you see all that blood, bro. Beautiful, John Singleton, dog. Facts, nigga. You get a oh my god, you get a heaven salute from us, bro. John Singleton was directing his ass off in this scene, bro. Whoever scored it, salute to you too, because nigga Nina Simone will never not capture the moment. So you know what's so interesting? Hey. Uh, and maybe maybe this is because now we got this podcast and now we kind of looking at things differently. Yeah, I have never been interested in the Emmys. Yeah, um, anything other than like best actor or something yeah. like that. The main categories. Yeah. yeah, but like as far as like scoring and all the interested, all the intricate things that yeah. we're looking at, I'm interested to see who get an award for that type of shit. And maybe because I've been doing a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, things myself working yeah. with uh video production and stuff like that and, and editing and understanding how difficult that is how difficult it is to match the emotion well being able to read the emotion of a scene yeah being able to read the emotion of a song and to pair those together perfectly yeah that's something that's it takes very it's it's, understated yeah um it's it's understated and underappreciated dog and yeah. it's like Honestly, though, this season has been scored beautifully throughout. But this episode was, I mean, from the scene where he jumped on the financial advisor and they threw the gospel joint in there from the Nina Simone from like dog. It was like, yo, I am legit. My shoulders was up against my ears like, nigga, I was tense. I was emotional. I was like, what been, the hell is I've been going fanning on out for this show? Fam, and then it wasn't over there. So we we told y'all how the title came on, like that snowfall that's been coke for two and a half seasons turned into a violent Los Angeles, and it was like, yo, that's crazy. Shit came back from commercial. This scene at Jam and Jerome's, nigga. Oh, this when they got in a acting bag. No, when they come back from commercial, is Franklin at home with his mom and dad. No, no, no. That wasn't yet. That wasn't yet. Well, they, they did that twice because in because the, they came home. Oh, no, no. You're right. Because then uh, they came home um, and they said they got to go get some. Do you need some? Da, da, da. Well, at first they came home. It's Christmas. It's time. Christmas. Yep. They put everything yep. up there. You're right. Um, then he kind of um, it may have been the next day. It was. Then the next day he's watching television. Tom Brokoff is on television. Yeah. And Tom Brokoff's like, yo, there are 400 gangs in, uh, 400 youth gangs in Los Angeles. And there were seven murders over the weekend. And da, da, da. And he's saying like, because of the increased police presence, because of the Olympics. Yeah. It kind of kept everybody at bay. Currently, we think there are past beefs being settled now. And then it kind of cuts off. Yeah. So this is what helps me out. Because it fixed the timeline for me. Yeah, I got you. So I looked up and seen when the Olympics was in L.A., which the 84 Olympics was like June the 22nd through August the 12th. Yep. And 1984. Yep. So now that the Christmas lights up, this is either 
late November, early December, right? So now let's say December 1984. Now I know exactly when 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 this time frame is. And Franklin yeah. is at least 21 years old. Because let's say he was 18, 19 years old when he went to college. Yeah. Or in college, because we don't know. Say if you you could have you could have graduated from high school at 18, right? And then yeah. during in college, you turned 19. And I know that was 82. So let's say 20, 21. Now you're 21 years old. So now that helps me fix the timeline. So yeah, this is gonna hit go the next scene. They they had the yep. crib. Um and that's the LA game warship. And you that's when his anti when his parents tell him, like, yo, yeah, like, we gotta we got to go somewhere. We have money. Well, this that's the second. Oh, one. that was after they go to Jim yeah. and Jerome's. You're right, you're right. Uh I'm thinking like, where y'all niggas about to go? I just yeah, because they was like, Yeah, we got to go on a date. They was like, yo, we gotta slide. We we'll be back. Do you need anything? And Franklin, like, nah, I'm shit, nigga. I needed to come home. I'm here. Like, fuck. So they go to Jim and Jerome's. They're met by Unc, Auntie, and Leon. Uh, I'm going to say this about this scene. While I thought this scene was literally brilliantly acted, like this scene felt like it was really happening. Between this scene and the scene from last week in the car when Franklin snapped, stop leaving my nigga Leon with no fucking words, bro. Like I need Leon to say something. In some of the, cause these are some of the best snowfall scenes ever, and my nigga just sitting up there with facial expression. And again, we just talked about it being able to express yourself without verbally speaking, important as shit. Cause Leon looked like he don't belong. Yeah, like, this is above my pay grade. Yeah, fam, perfectly put. It's above my pay grade. It's not some shit I, I know about. Fam, I'm not the smartest nigga. I've never been the smartest nigga. I was nigga. the muscle and I was here to get some money. I'm a worker, dog. Fam, that's it. And I don't even know how to talk in this. And y'all family, literally, bloodline. I'm just that nigga friend. Like, so, I don't even know how to get involved right here. At this point, until this meeting, I don't even know that they still selling drugs. I thought this yeah. shit was over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, nigga, Franklin starting over at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? He back at the crib with moms and them. I didn't know that they, the shit was still going yeah. on. So auntie, when, when mom and dad walk in there, auntie say, yo, this gang shit is out of fucking control. Profits is down. Profits Martins is down. is gone. Hey, and you know why profits is down? Cause all these niggas got crack now. Everybody's selling crack. Nigga, you can't sell at a high and all these niggas is cutting it. Franklin, you was getting shit for pure. So you know what I'm thinking during this? Hmm. Franklin been gone. I know y'all ain't been meeting up with Teddy. Maybe Auntie met up with him once because she had had a meeting with him before. But where y'all even been getting y'all shit? Y'all might be getting y'all shit cut up. Y'all might be getting y'all shit from Scully. Facts. So that was my other thing. I thought, uh, kind of going back to that scene in the well, bottom. I, I have no idea what's been going on. We're gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll four. we'll know next year. But because I would assume that you and Manboy still working together. So what I thought with that scene in the bottoms was Scully runs Inglewood. We knew that when we got introduced to Scully. Manboy runs is, Compton. He runs Compton, but Leon took some of his corners. Cause Leon don't like him, so man boy, in an effort to just yo, but he got him back. Yeah, well, Franklin told him give him back, but Franklin also got shot a day later, nigga. So hey, did Leon give him back? We don't fucking know. But 
I thought about it like, yo, either way, man boy gonna want to expand, nigga. California way bigger than Compton. Maybe we want to take over Inglewood. Hey, you know who in Inglewood get money? Scully. That's just my sister, baby daddy. That nigga a blood though. I don't even fuck with dog. I'm cripping. That nigga a sherm head. Fuck all that. Fam, let's go over there and just spray that nigga. And I literally thought like, oh, maybe that's why they went over there wilding. I mean, I have no idea. Trying to take over Inglewood because then once nigga, you the connect. You the reason Scully got on with Franklin. So once you go kill that nigga, now you run Inglewood. I don't know. Hey. Um, but uh, either way, they in the fucking Jam and Jerome's and Auntie say straight up, Prophet's down is oh, yeah. fucked up out here. Before she can even get to it, Mama like, no. Sissy, man, no. Yeah, Unc like, sissy, come on now. No, I'm not. She was like, fam, y'all know how fucked up this shit is. Why the fuck would y'all be trying to rush him back into these streets? If he come back at all, and I ain't your fucking decision. Yes, the fucking mom, no. mom was no, 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 turned no, no, up. no, 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 no. She was acting her at fam. That was Black Mama. If I ever seen Black Mama on TV before, she said, "That's my motherfucking nigga, son." Look at her. Nigga. Look how she got that fam. motherfucking finger. Like I, what I just do, nigga. Like, bro. Then they said they show Leon face. He like <gasps> Leon was sitting there, and I'm gonna give it to him, dog. Shout out to Isaiah. Uh, I can't think of dog name. Isaiah John. He was acting his ass off. They just ain't give my nigga no uh, no dialogue, bro. They come uh, Franklin with the cane, strolling in, and then you hear dad in the background like, "That's my wife, though. Like, don't talk to my wife." I was like, "Yo, you my nigga. sister, but that's my wife." Nigga. Hey, nigga. So watch how you fucking talk to her. And shout out to them for trying to keep Auntie uh, stomach covered. She had that big ass blanket. Yeah, she was taking the blanket out the back hey. of the car. Like y'all clever with the y'all, kid. Y'all, all right, nigga. I see you. We know she pregnant. But uh, speaking of that though, even when his mom was like, "Why don't y'all worry about having a kid?" And that nigga, uh, Unc say, "Oh, here you go with that kid shit." Like that, I didn't know. I I don't know what that mean. I don't know. Maybe in the alternate universe, they was having their kid healthy. Maybe in the real world. Maybe they had when they had a miscarriage. They, and that's kind of where I took it. It was funny you brought that up earlier. Like, eh, maybe they had lost a child. Hey, I think that might have been what she was alluding to. I don't know. But Long story short, Franklin said, all right, nigga, I'm back. Franklin walked in with the cane, slow walk, dramatic as fuck. They stopped arguing. He said, yo, I'm back. His mom looked at him like crazy. His daddy looked at him like crazy. Unc and them look like nephew. You sure? That was the look, but it was also like we doing whatever you say do because, nigga, we hungry, bro. Money done dried up. Because that was another reason I thought we was talking about why was Unc over in the bottoms? Shit, maybe because Scully was already running that shit and them niggas was running out of options to make some money, nigga. Yo, Scully getting money over there. We know he getting certain product from us, but... Shit, can we go over there and maybe work with that nigga to get some shit? I don't think so, man. Or maybe was Unc, Unc was there to tell him we dried up, nigga. We don't got shit. I don't know, cause I don't know why Unc was there, nigga. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think they just did that. They just had the nigga over there just to show that. Hey, it, it possible. I'm like shit, nigga. He could have literally been there to tell that nigga the same shit Auntie told mom. Like, yo, streets is dry, nigga. We ain't got shit. And Franklin down. But uh, not Franklin back, and he said well, they back got it. The they just not making. They like the margins is down. Everything down. That's what I'm saying. Nigga, yeah. streets is done, nigga. So next scene, we got Franklin them at the crib. 
And they asking him like, well, look, man, why won't we just walk the fuck away? We have money, bro. We can literally leave town and never come back. Man, I didn't do this shit just to get a lot of money. <laughs> you still on that pro-black shit, nigga? Franklin got on his ghost in this scene. And uh, not not as poorly acted, but he got on some, yo, I got in this to do this. But I've completely lost sight of the fact that whatever I was trying to do was not only not possible and not realistic, fam, it's not even within my grasp. Like, Franklin was on some, like, I got, yo, like, we could still save our people. Well, he, he he's like, listen, I can't leave because I, I, listen, I get they, it. So his it's parents said, up. do you see what's going on outside? It's fucked up. Man. I know it's fucked up, Man. but I can't leave because it's going to get worse. If I leave, then there's going to be a vacuum and everybody going to try to jockey for position because even though the margin is down, like my product is still floating. Teddy is still selling drugs to them. Cause when he met up with Teddy, he said, I'm so glad I'm, I see you today. Cause Teddy, yeah. Teddy was meeting somebody in the crew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I gather Teddy was meeting somebody in the crew yeah. because that was probably they, they same weekly meet up and Franklin just showed up there yeah. because he alluded to like, whoo, you a sight for Sarai's. Yeah. Well, nigga, if I called you and told you I was going to be here, you should have known. But he just showed up. Yeah. So if I leave, there's going to be a vacuum and then everybody's going to try to start fighting for position. It's going to be a bloodbath worse than what it is right now. So I can't fucking leave. But see, the problem with Franklin didn't know, yes, it's going to get worse than what it is right now. But you stay, You can't stop what it is right now. What it is right now is going to grow whether you there or not. If you there, all you're doing, nigga, is more at risk. And you kind of playing the long, like, you putting yourself in position to get hurt, nigga. It's like when a girl go back to a nigga, she know ain't shit. Franklin going back to some streets, he know ain't shit, bro. Well, he ain't worried about niggas on drugs. He just worried about the violence. And that's what I'm saying. It, that's already happened. That started when you was out. You missed the beginning of this. You think you see it, Franklin. You heard the news. You heard the 400 gangs and the seven niggas got killed. Go go talk to Unc. But Frank, but, but, but Franklin knows business. He's smart. He knows if, if fucking uh, all the Walmarts close tomorrow, yeah. it's going to be a motherfucking... Avoid and everybody who go would normally go to Walmart to get something is gonna go to yeah. Kmart or what, whatever the next drink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he realizes that and it's like, and if if that's the case, everybody gonna run to the same spot and now that's gonna be a problem. So it's gonna it's gonna be fucked up. It's a certain amount of death and violence that's gonna happen. But if I remove one of the plugs, this shit gonna be even worse. See, so all I, I can Franklin, help is do is manage it. I can't stop it. I can't. You can't. You can't contain. No, you can't stop a superstar in the league. You can contain them. Yeah. All right. See, I'm not letting Kobe get 81 every night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think Franklin, and obviously we're gonna see. We just throwing our predictions and and sort of with an episode like this, it's all what did we take? It's like art, right? Like what do you? Uh, get from that painting. What, what, where you led when you look at that? I looked at this and I saw Franklin doing what Franklin does, speaking confidently, thinking he has control, really believing the words coming out of his mouth. But I saw in that scene when Unk and them, and again, maybe because of the the brevity and the and the the strength and the power that that scene had. Franklin, you can't control this no more. And that's that's where I think next season will be real interesting. Franklin, 
you getting shot, you didn't know that was going to happen. Nobody knew that was going to happen. That wasn't necessarily your fault. But them months you missed, fam, this shit has spiraled in a way you couldn't have imagined. Well, that's why yeah. I think essentially he go meet up with Teddy and they had the same kind of conversation, right? Yeah. And he referenced the 1930s, the same time that the Native Son was was uh yeah 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 was written, and was like you know the the L.A. flooded in the 30s. Yeah, and he was explaining the history of that, and they tried to build dams, it didn't work, so they reached out to the federal government, and they got together, bringing the Army Corps engineers, made the dams, or actually made the L.A. River. Yeah, um, which I see in movies all the time. Yeah, it never got no water in it. But ever. it's does it do, does it ever have water? Do they like open that bitch up or some shit? Or I've never seen any water in them dams ever, nigga. Yeah, like ever in film and s- TV, skateboards and yep. and shootings and bodies yeah. and shit. And that's it. But uh, he went through all this and he was like, "Look, I was right about this rock. I told you I was gonna blow it up. But what I was wrong about was about the impact. I didn't think that it was gonna be this violent and this fucked up." And I got to find a way to manage it. You yeah. Know, well, how you going to do that? I'm going to bring in the federal government. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to identify any players who pose a threat. And you're going to help me take them down. And essentially, so if you got a team that's out there who really, really violent or doing some dumb shit or you in the way, I'm going to work with the federal government to get the niggas out the paint. Yep. So that's my way of, of controlling it because we need to make money without being in the paper. The, the the bodies bring police that fuck up the paper so yeah nigga you about to help me well, why would I do a thing like that well Teddy <laughs> you need me to keep selling this crack yeah. so you can fund that war over there and I don't know that he which knew which I'm glad they acknowledged by the yeah. way and he looked at him or John Thompson or whatever yeah. your name is but yeah. I know what the fuck is going on I know you work for the CIA I'm going to make you a lot of motherfucking money. They're going to build a fucking wing and name that and bitch. And the CIA headquarters. Yep. And I'm like, all right, Franklin. Then the music starts. And he like, you said you was going to be with me here to the end. Will you? Would you lie to me? Put the handshake out there. I like how that shit ended, dog. That shit ended on a friendly note. He never shook his hand. No. Not yet. He got to have a little bit of a suspense. Man, I mean... But, can't leave that out there to give y'all niggas everything. Um, I I really again, the episode was good. I enjoyed seeing Franklin during that initial parallel universe. I enjoyed seeing Franklin being normal. Right, I I like seeing student Franklin. I like seeing universal Franklin talking to people not from the area from. Other walks of life. The white girl from Chicago talked to the professor. I like seeing Franklin talk to the Indian dude and writing his article about uh, financial aid and all that shit. Like, I liked seeing Otherworld Franklin. So I thought that first three quarters of this episode was good. But nigga, that last quarter of this shit, that last 15 minutes, because that was only 15 minutes of screen time from fucking Nina Simone to the end of this to Teddy. That was 15 minutes, bro. Fam, that shit was amazing, nigga. That last 15 minutes of this show was fucking amazing, dog. Great television. It went from like, oh, this is a solid episode. Like, I like where we headed. I don't know what's going on, but I like it. 
to nigga, I am sitting up here with my fucking hands on my head like, yo, this is, it's terrifying. It's beautifully acted. It's beautifully scored. It's fucking brilliant. I am like, yo, John Singleton, dog, you went out on a, on a high. You, you went out on a high, dude, like unexpected passing, uh, fam to have recorded the finale of this shit before you even finished the season. Like you knew where you was headed, bro. You knew what you was, where you were going to do. He came in with a goal. He executed. And then he sort of let everything else fall where it may, dude. Like overall thoughts on the season, bro, man. This was a really good season, man. Yeah. Uh, this was a really good season. Um, I think this is the season that takes uh, Snowfall and moves it into a different level. Yeah. There are a lot of new listeners who are listening and who Facts. just got really invested. Facts. And it's a very pivotal season because this is the last one that John was fully interactive with. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited about season four. Yeah. And I'm hoping it is really, really good. I like the direction that the show is going. Um, I I say I like the direction that the show is going because I'm hopeful, but I don't know what season four is going to look like. What is it going to focus on? Is it, is it going to focus on um, Bloods and Crips and the yeah. violence? Is yeah. it going to focus on the relationship between Franklin and Ivy and yeah. Franklin and the the other drug cartel? Um, clearly, the Mexican the Mexicans was not in this at all. And and that's so that's something I wanted to point to uh, things that were left out once we got back into the quote real reality yeah. uh, in the real universe. I literally just now realized yeah. they weren't in it. So I I, I made the notes uh, that Avi, Gustavo, and Mel, three extremely pivotal storylines that were happening through the first nine episodes were completely left out of the last 15 minutes. So going back to my my critique earlier, yo, I like the college part. I liked what that did. I like what it set up. But I feel like they maybe could have cut it a little bit. Not necessarily that you needed to include them, but it was other shit going on too. That's all I'm saying. So with the... I think this whole episode was about Franklin. Yeah. And it needed to be about Franklin. Yeah, and I, I know what they were doing. But I'm like, going into season four, now we got to pick back up on. Yo, last we saw Gustavo, they were almost done building them tunnels. Well, they was started. Because that tunnel got to go from that house yeah. all the way through the other side. Well, look. Up through another, through a restaurant. I mean, uh, through In a, the episode, when they showed it, he said they'll be ready by October. We in December now. Yeah. So they ready from where we're at. Yeah. Now, next season, they could go back. I don't think they will. Man, they could easily go back and revisit and sort of show us how we got to everything we got in December. Like, they could show us everything that happened because this episode, they handled it subtly, subtle, right? Like, Franklin woke up. Here's where L.A. is at. Yeah. Season four, they could literally come out the gate and show us Damn, what was happening. I wonder what actors going to be added to this. You know, every season, there's new actors. Yeah, they got to bring in somebody. Um, Is Wanda gone? Is Melody gone? What you think happened with Mel? Just hot take. Where you think she at? Dead Texas 
Kraken. Could be Texas. The the only reason I said Texas, and again, we didn't get much else outside of Franklin and Franklin's crew. But I, I was I like, no idea. yo, her auntie came there to take her back to Texas. Even her shoe, because you remember we were saying, yo, she was she shot him with a whole she force shot of him, police. She shot him in their house. Yeah, though. she shot him in their house, but she shot him with the police force next door at her dad's funeral. But then I thought about it after rewatching this episode a few times. The police wasn't arresting Mel, dog. That was their man daughter. That was their partner daughter. More importantly, they knew their partner was after no. the nigga she just shot. They the the partner his partner did no his partner but all, so did them detectives that whole table of that was five cops two detectives and three fucking beat cops they also think the nigga shot himself in the head yeah but then by the end of that it turned into hey that saint kid you know what I'm saying they all kind of knew he had been talking about Franklin Saint hell they was all there for the raids when that nigga was getting praised so it was just like yo would they arrest Mel? Or would they be like, eh, just let her run? And my man who was supposed to, her, her dad's partner, who was supposed to be protecting Franklin, clearly we not paying you, nigga, because you did a shitty job. I got my CIA plug to get this nigga out the paint anyway. Facts. But would he have, in that male scene, would he have been like, yo, let her go. Let her run, nigga. She did. So it's like, yo, we gonna see where Mel at, but she wasn't in this uh reality part of the the end of the episode. And then uh Avi. Avi had Israel after him, my nigga. Like that nigga Avi in real fucking big trouble. He already had a nigga shot out his crew. And what you think gonna happen with him, dog? Cause a lot of these guns, I'm curious how they bring that together. A lot of the guns that's in LA right now. Avi being the arms dealer, he might become a lot more important to the violent shit that's going on right now. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which one of these guys is the blend on of the of the crew, and I'm thinking. I mean, we had thought Avi initially, it initially, did, but yeah. now a uh, white Colombian nigga. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about dog because he he's yeah. literally working with the yeah, CIA. Yeah, he. I mean, he and they told, up, signed up to agree. Like, and they yo. told him we'll we'll keep you safe. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. somehow I think Franklin is gonna Franklin is gonna work with him somehow. Yeah, they're gonna um, get connected. And I'm curious too. Uh, obviously, Franklin spilled the beans. Like, yo, I know you Reed Thompson. I know you Teddy. I know you thirty other niggas. So Franklin didn't kind of put them on. Like, yo, all that shit that. Your wife was telling I, I know everything now Or I know enough That maybe some of these secrets Me and you didn't have We don't need to have I wonder how much What name did Teddy or Reed Which name yeah. did he give Franklin Reed. Reed Reed Thompson Teddy McDonald Franklin didn't know Till he got them files What did he call him at the end He called him Reed And then oh. he said Or Teddy McDonald Or Joseph Smith Or whatever the fuck your name is Um so, I'm curious now that Franklin's let it be known, like, nigga, I clearly know who you are and that you're doing something way deeper than what you had led me to believe. No, who you are, who you work for, and why you're doing it. And several I, of your aliases. And I acknowledge the fact that I know you can try to take me out anytime, yep. but I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I'm not going to be no fucking slave. But Which he referenced throughout I'm curious how closely they're going to work together now. Like, because now it's like, all right, shit, cat's out the bag, nigga. 
Now we ain't because then it's like to your point about uh, the white Colombian dude. Like, yo, how close is Teddy gonna let Franklin get to dog? Now that both the white Colombian and Franklin know, nigga, this CIA business. Like, this ain't just me having a plug in South America and getting this dope to y'all. Like, this CIA business from top to bottom. So, white Colombian already know I'm CIA. Franklin already know I'm CIA. Shit, fuck it. Let's get y'all working together and really figure out a plan to make this shit expand, dog. Because that's something else they're going to have to tackle uh, season four. Now we get into this gang shit. Awesome. I'm really excited about that because that's like one of my favorite periods in America to study is that gang L.A. shit from from that period. But outside of that era, the expansion of crack to the East Coast, Mm -hmm. the expansion of crack to the Midwest, the expansion of crack to the South. Nigga, shit happened in Detroit, Chicago, New Orleans, Florida, uh, Philly, D.C., New York. Yeah, that's probably what's gonna be next next season. Jersey, like that expansion, niggas like Rayful Edmonds and niggas like uh Rich Porter and niggas like like fam, this shit became a different kind of enterprise, right? So I'm curious where they take it. Again, to your point, uh we don't know how much influence or how much uh direct, I guess influence john singleton had over season four we know clearly he was around i'm sure he discussed ideas and maybe what he thought uh or what he wanted season four to look like i don't know how close to the vest they're gonna stick to his ideas and as far as direction goes this episode specifically this shit was filmed so beautifully i'm like yo Who's going to direct this now? Who's going to do them colors the way that these colors were done? Who's going to show off this black skin the way this black skin was shown off? Who's going to know to fade in and out of a black and white and in and out of, you know, these sort of uh, this lack of color that gives you that Twilight Zone vibe and shows you very subtly but very distinct that you in another universe right. now. Like, who going to do that? I don't know that there aren't other directors in John Singleton's camp that can't do that. I'm sure they are. But those were, like, intricacies that real niggas noticed. And, and real niggas saw, like, okay, John Singleton had his hand in that. It's a, a scene where uh, when Franklin stands up out the ice tub, right before they show Unk pull up and Man Boy pull out, he where he look up, up at the sky. And you can see the... the, fam, the the, the, his face is different it's beautiful dog how that was filmed the angle it was filmed the color in that shit the it's beautiful it looked like who gonna do that it looked like when they have like the black the makeup down that you have on yep. with the black light yep. but the black light wasn't known yep. but you can see his face was uh made up to look a certain color it was the use it was of great. shadows and all that shit in that scene was it was like yo y'all are John Singleton really started bugging in this episode. Like this whole scene was, or series ah, season was directed beautifully. But this episode, it was like, fam, even the fucking, like the slow-mo with man boy and them pulling out. So you could catch man boy face. And then it sped up back to regular speed. And they pulled up nigga. This shit was great. Dog. Yeah, um, was. I'm, I'm very, I saw a lot of different emotions and, and different feelings about the episode. I saw a lot of people saying that they didn't know what was going hey, on. I saw folks saying they know what was going on. I saw one of my homegirls, shout out to my nigga, I ain't going to put your name out there. She wrote, 
this feels like the 73-8 and eight Warriors team. They won all them games, and y'all had this phenomenal season. But at the end, I feel like y'all lost, and it didn't really. I didn't feel that way at all. I guess if, like. Now, Niggas want to know what happened to Mel. Now, granted, I'm more I'm a cerebral person, yeah. and this was maybe this was just maybe somebody listened to this shit and who has the exact opposite yeah. opinion. Facts, which is you know you entitled to it. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. But fuck your opinion though. I just, right. I would have rather had this episode. You know what it? You know what last night's episode kind of made me think about when we reviewed uh, us. Mm-hmm. When we reviewed us. Similar feelings online, right? Folks saying, yo, what the fuck was that? That was terrible. I don't want to think. I don't want a movie that make me think. When I go see a horror movie, just scare me. Just da-da-da. Fam, we got in here and could have talked about us for two days straight, nigga. We was in our bag. I just bought it on uh, iTunes the other day, too. Fam, this how bad I needed to see us. I rented that shit from Redbox one day, like, Two months ago. So I was out of town, nigga. I saw a red box house. That's fuck 7-Eleven. Us right there, right on the screen. Nigga, let me rent that. I took that shit straight back to the hotel. Um, This reminded me of that. This was us. This was John Singleton's avant-garde project. This I was, could have gave y'all a regular ass episode. Fam, but let me get my artistic shit on. Let me get in my bag. For one minute. Let me do my, my Basquiat. Let me do my Shakespearean shit. Let me give y'all. And if that's the last thing that I've directed. Fam. I'm okay with that. I left you with I left you with how I felt internally. I didn't give you what you expected. Because I'm a fucking creative nigga. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Period. So, yo, let us know what y'all thought about the episode. Let us know what y'all think about the pod. We've been in our bag recently. I'm acknowledging that because I want to say thank you to everybody who's been giving us them fucking flowers, dog. And thank you for for using, I don't know, three hours of your week or so. Yeah, facts. Sometimes more. Facts. To chill with us, talk to us. We know we giving y'all a lot of content. This one, I knew we was in our bag. My homeboy, this nigga, he done told me a million times before. I always listen to y'all podcasts, but I can't get through the whole thing, niggas. Y'all niggas, nigga, I don't got three hours. I don't got two hours. Hey, I I get it. I talked to that nigga last night. That nigga said, bro, I listen to y'all whole shit today at work. He said, nigga, y'all know how many times I stepped off the floor to go get through like a good half hour of y'all shit and then came back to my desk. Cause I had to get through that And he was like Y'all niggas was fucking fooling I appreciate that I appreciate that type of love dog Everybody who been shouting us out Everybody who been reposting Letting us know Yo y'all fucking with us Guess what We fucking with y'all man And uh We gonna keep giving y'all this content Mr. 3 podcasts a week My nigga Jay Mr. 23 podcasts a week Um We gonna be in the building But let us know what y'all thought Go subscribe, go rate us, give us that five star. If y'all ain't giving us the five star, don't rate us, but let us know what y'all think we could be doing better so we can make them improvements, man. Y'all know what it is. Snowfall, amazing season. Kudos to the cast. Kudos to the actors. Kudos to the finale. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to the legend John Singleton. And with that, This Week in Culture, episode 63. God bless y'all, man. Peace.